Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the Bub Timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever you might be listening to this program. This is The Session. I'm your host today, Justin Crosley. Thanks for having me on the show and in your earbuds. It's nice to be here. Today's show is brought to you by the fine folks at More Beer, of course. You know we love those guys over at More Beer. And they've teamed up with our other friend, John Palmer, to make 27 beer kits based on the recipes found in Brewing Classic Styles, written by Palmer and Jamil Zanishev. The kits are true to style, and all are within BJCP style guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming competition. Buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from More Beer. Go check it out. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, friend. Hi. Nice to see you guys. Thanks to be here. Uh, no in-studio guest today, and that's all right. <laughs> we get a little breathing room. No yeah. pants. You know. Right. Take them off. We don't have to wear pants. But uh, we do have Bent Paddle Brewing Company from Duluth, Minnesota, Beardy. Yes. A, uh, Great city. A Minnesota uh, beer company for you. Yeah. J- just for you. Specifically Aww. and truly and only. That's so nice. Yeah. I was actually just out there. got to try some of their beer. Is These that right? pretty good. Yeah. So Visiting family or... Uh, uh, no, I was out there for a, a beer festival and conference. Okay. Um, that was in July. All Pints North. Great fest out there. Nice. If you're in the area. Okay. Uh, what when, if you're not in the area? Uh, then you should get to the area. Yeah. Okay. Got and it. then go to go, it. Go. Just checking. Yeah. 
When we were there for the Homebrews Conference, I was pleased with the amount of lager styles. Oh, my God. Yes. Available. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And yeah. there are some fantastic new breweries, at least new to me, that have been open in the last year or so that are just killing it with loggers out there, even okay. more so. And we've got a logger today we're going to be trying from Bent Paddle. We've got a Pilsner that they sent in. That'd be great. And uh, an ESB. Oh, man. Oh. Wow. I found interesting. <laughs> Nice they really know how to bribe us. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, for them, it's probably like, well, look, guys, I don't know if it's going to sell, but here's the thing. Just putting it out there. Let's do an ale. But that's <laughs> it's different in Minnesota, I think. It's one yeah. of their flagship beers, so I'm sure it does well. Yeah. And uh, you booked this show, didn't you? I did, yeah. So I feel like you sabotaged, uh, requested, <laughs> uh, yeah. requested exactly which beers. Should. Zero IPA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, it, is, it is interesting that uh, occasionally you have a brewery that hits on these kind of off styles that seem weird for the region. Yeah. Um, for me, I think like Back in Black, you know, the 2&A uh, Black IPA. Yeah. Nobody else. Nobody makes one, but they they seem to have been making it for a long time. Yeah, and there's certain styles, and I can't think of any more off the top of my head. But like the ESB in Lager Country, yeah, I feel like that's a very big difference. That's a big differential, I yeah. guess, in between those two styles. So um, I like it when when some craft breweries can sit there and make a style that you wouldn't think normally would would take off. Yeah, and it does well for them in that little region. And, and, and you know, normal is changing all the time. I, I think. I, I, I see a lot of people I know that have, have been drinking hoppy beers. You're really hoppy and strong beers. Yeah. I see a lot of people moving back down. Yeah. And I think there's some intersection with new beer, newer, new drinkers starting out. They're also drinking on the lower end because they're not ready for the bigger end. Sure. So there's, that's why there's some demand for lagers and lighter beers like ESBs. Or the beer's probably not called an ESB at the bar or something. Like yeah. Called, you know. Well, even even look at the uh, our conversation on the last show with field work in 2 and a yeah. IBUs are coming down. The perception of bitterness and IPAs even are coming down. So, yeah, all across the board, people are, are, are wanting a little more balance, a little less know, aggressive it's a hops. Than you can drink. You yeah. can have a couple of pints. You, you know, your palate gets tired when you drink a 8.5%, <laughs> yeah, 95 IBU beer. Yeah. yeah, It's a lot of work. Yeah. Give me that ESB, bro. Let's go. Yeah. All things in cycles, which... Uh, we get to taste today. Yeah, uh, we like do. Cycles. We will have an IPA on the program, uh, and also it looks like a uh, cold press coffee black ale. Oh, oh yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, so a few different things here we get to try with Bent Paddle uh, Brewing Company, and we're going to be talking to their head brewer Charlie today. So stick around for that. Uh, let me get through uh, a few things here. What do I have to do? Well, our Oktoberfest is coming up. Our announcements are brought to you today by Drake's Brewing Company. Check out their Brightside Extra Brute IPA. They do great things. They've also got a new, uh, uh, I don't know, beer garden tap room in Sacramento. That's right. Um, yeah, they're, they're expanding all the time. They're one of my favorites. Go check them out at drinkdrakes.com. Uh, yeah, our, our first ever Concord Oktoberfest is happening October 12th and 13th. Tickets are on sale right now. You can go to concordoktoberfest.com. And you only need tickets for the beers, um, but the whole park is open. There's a giant kids' area with carnival rides and uh, animals and games and bounce houses. 
We got great music. I've got a 20-piece German orchestra playing. Uh, Yeah, so they're going to be... All Klaus Nomi all day. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We have some traditional Bavarian dancers that are going to come and perform. Um, And then I've got 20 different craft breweries serving uh, mostly German-style lagers, some other lagers outside of the uh, the German style. Make it a real Oktoberfest thing. Yeah, so, you know, don't come complain to me that you couldn't find a hazy IPA. Walk across um, the street. Because that's all I'm going to tell you is that the hop grenade's open. There's not even a fence in between you and me and the the hop grenade. Hey, this beer's too Uh, drinkable. (laughs) Uh, So, you know... I don't know, branch out a little bit and come enjoy some great Oktoberfest beer. Um, in fact, an Oktoberfest beer I'm excited about, I went to, uh, I went with Beardy, actually, the new Mike Hess oh. tasting room yeah. in, uh, is that considered Walnut Creek? Walnut, Walnut Creek, Creek yeah. yes. Walnut Creek there, and had their Oktoberfest, which is going to be available at our Oktoberfest. Oh. They they call it October Hess. October Hess. Yep. Jesus. That way you know where it's from. Yeah. Right. I really enjoyed that beer. Yeah, it was it was uh, on the more uh, Meriton side, but yeah. it was still a very nice Oktoberfest. Yeah, Good. yeah. So I'm really excited to have that beer. Um, Drake's told me uh, last week that their Oktoberfest will also be available at our oh, Oktoberfest. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, a lot of different German styles too. I know that a, a Doppelbach is being brewed uh, by Epidemic Ales uh, just for the event. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, I know about some Pilsners. There's some Firestone Walker huh? uh, Oktoberfest, and hopefully a bear aged Oktoberfest that they did last year. We're huh. waiting to find out about that one. Right. Um, it's like a beer fest within a family uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. Well, you know how we roll, Tasty. That's what I was going for. Is really do doing a, it up bigger than most people would. Do a sure. family Oktoberfest yeah. but make the beer, uh, you know, the focus, like we do here at the Brewery yeah. Network. So, Who's sponsoring the Vomitorium? Uh, ah. uh, you know, <laughs> what's going on there? That's sponsored by Beardy this okay, year. Great. Wait, what? Um, yeah, he'll be just hanging be out running there. running it. Yeah, just running <laughs> the Vomitorium. Uh, you can get tickets now at Concord Oktoberfest, or you can get them the day of. And uh, a ticket is, uh, check this out, it's 25 bucks. That gets you a half-liter commemorative stein, like a traditional-looking stein, uh, you know, the heavy glass and everything, and two half-liter fills for 25 bucks. Uh, so it's a great deal. Uh, you have to buy the commemorative stein to come in and drink. So don't don't come talk to me and say, I just want a plastic cup full of beer. Ain't happening. Come get the commemorative stein. Share it with your spouse if you don't want yeah. uh, that much, you know, beer. You get uh, you get the Stein and, and two great half liter pours for twenty five bucks. So, uh, if you want to be certain that you you know get the commemorative glass, go buy your tickets in advance at ConcordOktoberfest dot com, uh, or try your luck, you know, when you get there. We'll see what happens. I have no way to know how many people are going to show up. This what year. Say? We got a lot of interest already uh, all around the city. Uh, people asking me a lot of questions I don't have answers to. You know, like, when is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Why are you in my bedroom? <laughs> right. yeah. Will there be beer? Get out of my yard. But it is a two-night event. We're doing it from uh, <laughs> 6 to 9 p.m. on Friday the 12th, oh. uh, which will be cool. A little nighttime hey, action. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, from 12 to 6 on Saturday. Yeah. The city asked me to do it for longer, and I was like, listen, <laughs> I have learned my lesson about that. Lucky I'm doing six hours. You know, Spring Fest is only ever four hours. Yeah. But, of course, it's a little different. You're 
you're there tasting beer the whole time from 62 different breweries. Uh, so I'm hoping that the mellowness of this one will allow me to do six hours without incident. Are but, people allowed to pee on the grass? No. Sitting at the tables? No. No? Oh. Well, you can pee in your lederhosen sitting at the tables. That's what lederhosen is for. Oh, okay. If you use them absor- properly. If you use them properly, then no one will know that you're just sitting there peeing in your lederhosen. So it just, it, does oh, it absorb the pee or is it, does it block it so it runs down your leg and then your socks are I think all it just pissed. hides it. Isn't there a front you know, flap? Um, no, not really, no. No. Um, the flap you see is more because they're like overalls and sometimes mm-hmm. people wear them down and then it looks like there's a flap, but no, there's not a pee flap. Mm-hmm. No, you, you, you know, they just hides that you pee, yeah. basically. Because it just, just doesn't show that they're wet. Yeah. It just runs on the inside. Why, uh, well, I guess because the lines are super long at Oktoberfest. Or, I mean, I know they're not traditional, like, modern Oktoberfest garb, but they're more, you know, traditional German villager garb. But I don't know. I think that either – I never had trouble going to the bathroom at Oktoberfest. <laughs> well, uh, you're American, and you're much more refined <laughs> than most of Europe. So. But, I mean, also, like, the line wasn't so long. Like, I could get into the bathroom. If you're in a beer tent, you can get into a bathroom. Okay. I mean, they have – 12 giant troughs in every bathroom. Yeah. So it's either a rumor, you know, it's either fake <laughs> news that people peed in the later hose and that's what they're for, okay. or they only recently sorted out the bathroom situation. I don't know. I you don't like, lose your seat? Well, I feel like it's a combination of both, maybe, because they're obviously very traditional village kind of, you know, yeah. decoration thing. And then probably some tourist goes, you know what these are good for? <laughs> hey, <laughs> Chet. Right. Clearly did, an Australian. Didn't you, yeah. Didn't you piss your later hose <laughs> No, Dustin. I, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Seems like that's something would happen. I will be wearing my lederhosen, though. Pee in them or not, <laughs> I will be wearing them. Wet or dry? Yeah. You, know right. you should have a lederhosen vendor. I want one, and I'm trying. That would be cool. Yeah. I know they're expensive, and I want, but I want a pair, and I don't know where to get them. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying. I found one online vendor, but I think that they're based locally, and I'm trying to get through to them to see if oh. they'll come and sell dirndls and later hosens and hats. You know, the stupid hat. You oh, have that. the stupid hat, dude, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, these are things. Yeah. yeah. Stupid hat. Hey, come yeah. celebrate the stupid hat festival. <laughs> that's, that's the German term for it. Yeah. Stupid hat. Die stupid hat. Stupid hat. All right. Well, I will uh, update the website when I have a full brewery list, but those were just a few uh, so that you know who's coming and, and you can go to ConcordOctoberfest.com and check it out. It's Oktoberfest with a K, by the way. Um, all right. What else? Um, not a whole lot of announcements today. You know, do your Amazon shopping through the BN. Click the Amazon link. It's a great way to uh, do your shopping and support the BN at the same time. Uh, you can subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, it enters you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. And that's a chance to win 100 bucks to spend over at More Beer. Um, so do that. They've been a, a strong supporter, and, and so have all of you. So thanks for that. We draw a winner every single month. Uh, you can get updates and pictures and stories over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Send feedback to uh, feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send your show ideas directly to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. I've been saying feedback because I thought it would make it easier. But uh, send them directly to bevo, that's B-E-E-V-O, at thebrewingnetwork.com. And we're always looking for show ideas. We'd like to interview the people you're looking uh, to hear from. And, you know, while we may not answer all of them, you know, because some of you send stupid ideas. Um, <laughs> We, we do try to listen to most of them. So uh, a lot of the breweries that you hear on this program are from listeners like you uh, submitting the folks that, that you'd like to hear from. So do that. Be about the brewing network.com. 
Um, okay. Uh, random thing. Um, I walk into the studio today, and uh, how many are there? I walk into the studio today, and there are 12 cases of Red Bull sitting behind my desk. <laughs> and uh, we don't do, uh, we don't have a full liquor license here at the Hop Grenade, so I was trying to figure out what it is we're doing with, with Red Bull and why the fuck it's behind my desk. <laughs> Take uh, a hint. And all there is with it is a note from a Matthew. Uh, that says, hey, Justin, heard about your B vitamin deficiency. Hope this helps. <laughs> <laughs> so some listener dropped off 12 cases oh of God. Red Bull. I don't even know what to do with the damn. They're, they're sitting behind me now if you're watching on the video. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, yeah, yeah. Video. you're kicking up half your space back. Yeah, Jay has actually been in his chair for four hours. <laughs> he can't, <laughs> can't get, out. get out. And I don't drink Red Bull. It's a funny joke. Uh, Are they high in B12? Ha-ha. I guess. I I didn't know that was a good source. 112% of your daily value or something. Each one is 112? Yeah, here's the the nutrition. Here's the marketing. Yeah, B12, uh, 120%. Oh. B6, 360%. (laughs) There you go. It will also give you 250% of your daily value of cancer. Right, uh, but your B twelve levels will be nice where they need to be. Yeah, I, I, I've got. Thank you for your concern. I, <laughs> I believe I've got my B twelve deficiency under wraps. There we go, baby. Uh, I, you know, I, the, Keep the feet. I, I went to the doctor for once, and uh-huh. you know, they took care of that a long time ago. So uh, you must be back in the episodes a little bit. But thank you for the gesture. And now I got to figure out what the fuck to do with twelve cases of Red Bull. Yeah, not sleep for two weeks. Next time, can you make it like uh, Monster or Bang? Or something like car- I thought Red Bull was out of business. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking how you might regift it. Uh, I'm it could be a too good Twitter no. game. But what, where should you regift this? <laughs> well, I've already cases. thought. I kind of want to go to the dive bar that I oh. I frequent, yeah. uh, oh. and because you know they need it, and I'll just be like, hey, how much credit are you going to give yeah. me on my tab? When will I have to pay for a drink again for these twelve cases of Red Bull, man? It's a lot of Red Bull. It is a lot of Red yeah. Bull. A lot of, little bit of vodka. I think they can make a lot of drinks. Especially yeah. those bartenders. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I might just wheel them over there <laughs> and be like, hey, man, help a brother out. Yeah. Uh, a good move. I don't know what the hell else I'm going to do with them. Bevo's taking a couple cases for family or something. Yeah, oh. my crackhead family loves it, so oh, yeah. I'm going to drop that off at their trailer on the way home. They, they pour it in a, in a sheet pan. Boil off <laughs> the. It, they, they make ice out of it and yeah. smoke it. Yeah. Ice, yeah. In quotation. Heard, Fuck, I want to yeah. try that. I think that would work. About it. <laughs> I think that's why like, not. There's a show about that, right? Yeah. Breaking Bad or something. I Breaking think, Red Bull. Yeah. I think smoking anything works. So I <laughs> yeah, think, you, you catch yeah. it on fire. You inhale the uh, and it works. Most things yeah. burn. Doesn't matter what it is. You ever heard that thing about uh, smoking the uh, red skin off of peanuts? No. That'll get you high, supposedly. Really? Mm. It doesn't work. You ch- <laughs> How desperate were you that day? Or were you just no, like... No, we were pretty desperate. <laughs> you were desperate. Well, we were just like, I was like, man, what can we do? Because I know smoking banana peels is a joke, but I heard also this. So we got like a pound of peanuts at the store, my friends and I, <laughs> yeah. and we sat on my bed and shelled the peanuts. Oh we got God. a whole bunch of the fucking red skin. That sounds painful. Packed them in the weed pipe. Nothing happened? Almost died. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking coffee just like a motherfucker. Yeah, That's pretty stupid. You didn't look it up on Snopes first? or Does Snopes work for drugs? This is pre-internet. Drugs? There should be a Snopes for drugs. <laughs> yeah, you know, things are for things that you can smoke. It's called dopes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> things that will, you know, myths that get you high. Yeah.
Put good. the slug up your butt and you'll see, <laughs> see stars. It'd be a great website. I mean, you have to have a team of people willing to try all these things. Right, everything. For sure. You know? <laughs> For sure. Dopes. I like it. Um, anyway, I guess thanks, you know, for the concern, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for Pending heart attack. I, I hope it right. works for the Red Bull distributor or something and didn't go buy all this Red okay. Bull. And stuff's expensive, isn't so it? Is I, it out of date? <laughs> yeah, As you're call. talking about this, I had a conversation with somebody at the Firestone Walker Festival. Okay. Oh. And named, he worked for Red Bull. I don't... Yes. Named Matthew. Named Matthew, sure. I mean, he was like... Would Justin want some Red Bull? Oh, my God. And you said uh, yes? I mean, I think I, I might have. Why would you say yes? I don't think I said yes, but I think I was just like, okay. Because it's free shit. And she was trying to look out. Your girl's looking out for her boy, dude. Because what I'm going to be like, no. Yeah, of course no. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's been through the living in the desert crackhead you phase. Have, mm, I work for right. uh, so I work for a manure distributor. Would Justin <laughs> like bags of shit? Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's well, free, it's free. Why Do would I, I say no? Deliver to the studio. Fertilizer. He already works with four or five of them, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can find a use for anything. Come right. in my studio. It smells the same, but now there are five bags of manure. <laughs> yeah, right. But at least you're not paying those ones. So right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, I, yeah, I think i got to trade it in for credit at the dive bar. Well, see, there you go. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be <laughs> dope. Yeah. That was Bevo's thought when she said yes. Isn't there like a barter website for local businesses? Oh, probably. That would, you could, you, then you could post it on there. Like, look, I got, you know, yeah. how many ounces of Red Bull? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. what, do you, you know, what do you give me for it? Yeah. That seems like more work. Yeah, or you could just go stand out at the corner of the park. <laughs> yeah, dude, and like sell it or like uh, going into a concert at the pavilion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get an ice chest. Get the cooler. <laughs> uh, times are, are 50 tough. 50 cents. 50 cents. A buck. A buck a piece. Let's yeah. go. I take square. I take Venmo. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have a Twitter game today? We do have a Twitter game, Justin. Thank you. All right. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. You can go to wineandhop.com. Locally owned and operated for over 40 years in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Uh, just enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and the discount will be taken after checkout. Uh, and for you Madison residents, order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com, and you can pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company, which is located on Wilson Street right across from Central Park. And they'll waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer. So that's a good deal. Check them out at wineandhop.com. All right, what's our Twitter game today? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Jamil's uh, new show, Love Strong. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. But <laughs> what we haven't been doing is talking about any guests oh. except for Liz um, <laughs> right. the co-host to interrogate whether or not he's credible <laughs> yes yeah absolutely yeah so I feel like uh, Twitter should let us know a first good guest for Jamil's show like okay. the very first show right out the box no pun intended yeah um, <laughs> love strong what's the guest first guest let's go that's a great one thank you good Twitter game all right let us know you know our Twitter handle and we'll give you a prize maybe a case of Red Bull <laughs> so I was thinking about that ship but it out that's gonna cost us a lot of money <laughs> yeah oh just cans I guess we'll do a can of Red Bull I don't know uh, all right 
And I think we got some time for some some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. John does a great job protecting our trademark. He can do the same for you. Order your TTB filings or anything else you need for your brewery uh, on the legal side. Go to beerlawcenter.com. All right. Giles or Giles. <laughs> I never know. I always think it's Giles, right? I think it's Giles. But I got corrected once by a listener who was like, it's Giles, and I've never been able to go back. I don't know. Yeah, well, and I was actually on his show. He has a podcast, and okay. he interviewed me for it, and I still don't remember his name. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, all right, well, he writes in, hey, Brewing Network, um, I've been listening to your most recent interview with the 21st Amendment and Fieldwork, and that was last week's show, uh, and I have to say, I completely agree with you that Pale Ale needs to come back. As a resident of the Denver area, I'm lucky to have access to Great Divides, Denver Pale, and Oscar Blues, Dale's Pale. All easy to get. But I want more variety in the style. My craving for easy-drinking, refreshing beers pushes me more toward Pilsners and Cream Ales. So anyway, that's my two cents, and I think more of us need to speak up and call for more better Pale Ales. Um, So he says, also, I get to go to JBF for the first time. Hope I get to see you there. Yeah, uh, I'll be there. Uh, good Giles. Guy. Uh, good, <laughs> good Giles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody here agrees uh, about the pale ale. I don't know that, a f- you know, a few of us speaking up about pale ales is going to make much of a difference. It's, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah. And that was the point I was trying to make, too, about it's not really us beer nerds that even, like, dictate the, the beer world oh, anymore. No. We, 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 we spark ideas, yeah. I think. We're and, the 1%. Um, but, yeah, we're the 1% now. It used to be that we weren't the 1%. Oh, if it wasn't for the beer nerds, nobody would be drinking the damn exactly. beer. Now the masses, now the hipsters. Right. We've been overrun. Yes. Uh, um, but that said, keep asking for them, I guess. Keep yeah. asking your local bar, your local liquor store, and everything. But, you know, my beloved Pale 31 is gone for, for probably that very reason. Well, that's all That's all business there. Yeah. I breweries like, like them. I think that's we discussed that on the show last right. night. Everybody, like, all the breweries liked them. Right. Just the customers aren't after them as much. I like to think that we, we do kind of help to nudge the trend a little bit. Because if you remember several, several years ago, we were all, we were all on about session beers right session beer session beer session beer two years after we started talking about that what happened session beer session ipas people started drinking more session beers yeah maybe we can do the same for pails dude just saying just keep talking about it just keep talking about it yeah we can do that i i feel that we single-handedly um started the sour beer revolution i believe uh, so as well in the same in the same vein (laughs) a thousand years ago (laughs) yeah yeah yes well if you think about it rare barrel did a lot for that rare barrel wouldn't be here without us we invented rare barrel right so we saved Cantillon. Yep. And then we invented the rare barrel. So let's be honest here. We should, we should all, you know what we should do is we should go on Big Brother. I think we would do great at it. What would that, what does right. that have to yeah. do with anything? How does that connect? It's a manipulation understand. game. It's just, oh, look, maybe, okay, uh, do you have to point out every flaw in a joke? Maybe it was just, <laughs> just stupid. I didn't know. I didn't just move it. on. I, I wanted to laugh. I want a bigger premise for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm tired, Tasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'm trying very he's, hard. He's got a baby now. He gets tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I just, tired. I just masturbate a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also a because more. you have a baby. Well, right. Or more so because Taryn had a baby. Because Taryn had a baby. And uh, now I'm disgusting. <laughs> I also don't shower anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you have? Do you feel that the two of you have uh, changed in that way? That like uh, once the baby comes, y- you don't love each other as much because all your love is there for.
for the baby. No, that's oh. a ridiculous. That's like Trump saying I shouldn't I shouldn't exercise because the heart has a finite number right. of beats. Right. You don't. You're not experiencing that. No, you don't give love. <laughs> it's not like I have twelve loves. Yeah. How much can I give to this person? I'm sorry, I can't pay attention to you. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. I've heard that's a thing, especially yeah. with mothers. You know, like oh well, it's nice to have you, JP, but um, that's probably I'm busy. That's probably a lot of postpartum depression. Okay. I would I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, I don't experience it, but I'm not a mother. Right. The 12 love theory doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have 12 loves. Yeah. Yeah. How many do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to put that in my book. <laughs> Chapter 13. 12 loves. 12 loves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One hobby to love, six. Another love to all. So in the morning, it's better be nice to me. <laughs> right. I have 12 loves yeah. today. I'm at, right. I'm at the one out, one in uh, <laughs> limit of my loves right now. Well, that's good enough, I yeah. guess. I'll give your love back to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's a re-gift. <laughs> All right. Well, keep asking for pale ales. I, I know yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do well, by drinking them. That's what happens. Can we also can we also mark if a pale ale is cloudy or not? We should we, that should be a thing we should complain about too. Yeah, I Ask agree. For, not in fact, Eric, get your ass in here, will you please? Yeah, explain yourself. Uh, you can use that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a question about that. There are two pale ales in this room. <laughs> Neither of them are clear. Uh, well, Eric here is our general manager here at the Hop Grenade. And, uh, He's redheaded, so give him a break. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a question. Um, are we, and if we aren't, is there a reason, are we labeling every single beer, whether it's cloudy or not? So even if it doesn't come in as like a hazy pale ale, right, but it pours cloudy... Are we listing that? Like, this is not a clear beer in any way, shape, or form? Are we warning people, I guess, what you're saying? Yeah, informing um, them. Yeah, let them know whether it's... I ask all the time, is it clear or hazy? Right. Yes, and you're, sort of not being like, genuine. Are we doing that? Uh, it seems like we're not. We're not on all of them. It's A lot of it is what it uh, gets described to us by. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of places just have IPA, and you have to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Do you think... That there's a problem with. I'm probably asking you to, as well, Tasty. I think I've already discussed. What this. if we did take that upon ourselves? So we put the beer on tap, right? We we give it a pour. We yeah. realize it's not a clear pale ale. Right. Is do you think that breweries would be upset if we took it upon ourselves to put, you know, you probably so unfiltered or I don't know what? Yeah, one to five. Hey. just hazy. Like, the word hazy sells as much as the word I pay. Hazy level or is yeah, it hazy? Do you think you get pushback? No, I don't think I would get any pushback from it at all. It would just be like some people were saying; it might even sell more. For it might it sell is. more. Yeah, it's almost. Let me ask you this: Do you think it would make more sense actually to list the beer if it's clear? In other words, <laughs> is it less often that it's a clear beer than it is a hazy beer, so that it would be less work to even just put that it's clear rather than put that it's hazy? Um, sometimes uh, we try to keep you know the clear like. Certain lines is always clear. Certain lines always hazy. Okay. Pale ales, it's kind of a crapshoot. We yeah, don't really know, yeah. right? Um, we are about to tap a clear pale ale, like any minute now. Okay, so there, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Well, yeah. on my one to five scale, that would be a zero. Clear would be a zero on the scale. See, no, I no like turbidity. I like your scale idea for ease of use. The but problem the with that is that it requires education, and mm -hmm. so now we have to get everybody used to this damn scale before well, they be, know what it means. I could have a picture that shows you what a one is, a two, and whether you say three or four or three or two, it wouldn't make that much difference. No, You're no, the drinker. I oh, understand cool. that, okay. but here's what my bar staff has to deal oh. with. Hey, 
what the fuck's a turbidity scale? Like every time oh, they see it see on that. the... And so now they have to train every customer for the next year what a turbidity scale is until it becomes an industry standard, right? Well, yeah, we're on the bleeding edge, right? <laughs> and you're not in the business of education. Well... Yeah, yeah we don't want to make any industry standards. I'm just, I don't know that I'm ready to be... We, we could discuss being the pioneer of this. But in the meantime, you know, isn't there just a simple way to say... Like, is there clearly H or C or something? Yeah. yeah. That's or amazing. Just, yeah. The, 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 if the name is like <clears throat> dog vomit looking pale ale. Right. Can it say hazy dog vomit looking pale ale? You just put the word hazy in front of it. Right. Or in parentheses after. Hazy. Yeah, it gets complicated with untapped and stuff like that. People, Who cares? Are, do you, I mean, well, I didn't mean to be super care. aggressive. But this uh, is why I'm asking about the brewers, because ultimately the brewers might end up, if they catch wind yeah. of it, the brewers might care. They might end up going, hey, I, I, I hear you. I guess it wasn't clear. But we also produce a hazy pale ale, and that's not it. They, they might, know. You know. but they also might not ever know or care. In the meantime, you might sell 20% more product yeah. and then i don't have but to what, throw up but what they, they'll know because what tacy's saying is someone will sit here and and enter that beer in the way we described it because they don't find it on untapped the way the brewer had described it mm-hmm. right so if they go such and such pale ale well now we've put up such and such hazy pale ale right and when you go to do your untapped bullshit like you have to you're like oh well i, I can't find it now i'm uploading a new beer mm. so the brewers will find out Sure. Well, yeah. Okay. But how do you? How much do you really care about someone else's third party business, like Untapped? Like, do you really care if someone if un- the Brewers if, care? And do the they brewers, though? I don't think that they really do. But well, I think more so they they'll don't. care that we're describing their beer in a way that they didn't. And even though mm-hmm. our description is clearly more accurate, yeah. for lack of a better term, clearly more accurate. Uh, Unclearly. Nice. I. They're the ones who describe the beer. It's their. It's not. It's not my place to to re. I'm not saying don't do this. I'm a, yeah, a little yeah. devil's advocate here because if I'm a brewer, well, I'm a little more. I'm smarter for one. So I would be like, yeah, you're right. I should put hazy in the name. Well, but right. there are brewers who be like, listen, that's not. It, it's it's not clear, but it's not hazy, and we have a hazy one, and that's not it. Well, then you sell some other brewer's beer that doesn't bitch about things like that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I don't know. And, and it's easy for a brewer to change something like that on untapped. Yeah. It's super easy. You just you send them an email saying, hey, we have a duplicate entry under right. our brewery and untapped takes care of it. Yeah, it, it's hands off. What if do you think it would make a difference if we just put the hazy description at the end instead of the beginning? And, and you know, there's always a dash or an asterisk next to it or something so that it, some ways to make it look more like it's not part of the name. Uh, and more a part of the... De- well, there's a name and then a description, right? Right, yeah, you put it in the description underneath. Right, so instead of pale ale, it just says hazy pale ale. Leave the name alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Eric? Should we do this? It's something that we can definitely uh, see how people gravitate towards, so I think it's a good idea. And you might be... there. So there's two things that will happen here. For one, we might sell more beer, like you said. But the other thing, for folks like us who are looking for a clear beer 
And it used to, and now that the, uh, uh, now that even the descriptions are clouded, God, with the puns today, um, <laughs> I can't yeah. just order a pale ale no. any, anymore. Right. No, yeah. Without asking, I have to, I have to ask. And you know, I don't like talking to people very much. Um, so I'd rather just know. Oh, well, that's like, yeah. If well, I'd known, I wouldn't have got this beer. I'd have this got a different yeah. Something yeah. I've been, I've been wanting you guys to do for literally years since this hazy thing came out. Mm. Way to come up with the idea, Justin. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. what I'm here for, guys. Yeah. I feel like this is my lot in life. <laughs> but like, but honestly, because I mean, and I knew that this pale ale from Fieldwork would have some haze to it, probably. Right. I mean, I didn't know. I assumed, and I was comfortable it was a with safe it. bet. Right. Yes. Yeah. But there are there have been times where I've gotten a beer that should not be this way, but it is this way. And it's like, well, I just feel let down, even though I don't pay. But I don't say anything because I don't pay for it. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. bitch about too much. Right. Um, but if I go out, I'm very, very cautious. And what it does, to be honest, for me, uh, it reduces my amount of choice that I have when I go out to a bar because I don't know and I just don't like the flavor impact and the, the body impact of the hazy beers. So I don't want to order them and right. I don't want to drink them. So I'm only going to go with what I know and it, it limits my uh, ability to branch out. Yeah. Unless I ask. but like Unless I, there's or, at, or there's more description. But again, I don't. Fucking want to talk to the bartender because I don't want to be that guy. Can what is Love that? that guy. Can I get a taste of the four, the <laughs> nine, and the seven, please? But in that order. Yeah, right. I don't want. The, I, used, uh, I go I, like, what's what's clear and what, what pale ales do you have that are clear? And that's I start right there. Yeah, uh, and so th- that's obviously a way to do it. I just I still think it should be on the menu. Well, the all menu right. would take all that off the server's right. responsibility. The, the, the menu would say. Yeah, now they can just say, "Read the menu, asshole." Yeah, well, uh, all right, Bevo, tell Eric, uh, who I see is going back to work, that we're going to discuss this further. Thank you. All right. He's in, oh, he's in agreement. Oh, he's giving you the finger right now. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. One I think, of the fingers. I think it's a thumbs up. Oh, a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Different finger. He has long thumbs. He's very excited by it, I'm sure. I can't fix that. Yeah, we got a thing, a feedback deal. I tried huh? to fix it last week. That's a whole fucking thing. All right, look at it. I got to get through this feedback. Uh, here's a long one full of expletives. Oh. <clears throat> like yeah. a lot. So I'm probably going to edit it a little bit. I was um, going to go through it. I'm like, no. <laughs> There's t- it's all caps. <laughs> the only reason I'm going to go through it is that I like his... I like the ending. Uh, okay. He, anyway, he says, hey, Auntie Hayes, a-holes, uh, I need to rant about um, shitty effing Troub Can IPA breweries. <laughs> uh, I've got a local brewery to me in New England that's a few years old, and they've been canning for about a year, and there's the biggest effing circle jerk about these guys being better than Treehouse, which I don't know who they are, but I guess another New England New brewery. New England brewery. Uh, and all that nonsense that everyone says they make some really good troub cans sometimes. I didn't know that's a thing now that they'll call them troub cans. Uh, he says, not my favorite style, but whatever. Two months ago, I had two different beers explode from them oh. <laughs> while being kept in my uh, admittedly warmer-than-I'd-like apartment. So keep it cold, he says. Uh, I know there's a chance my beers might get oxidized, but that's the price I pay to keep the girlfriend from killing me or having a Keezer and a beer fridge. Whatever, he says, and with more expletives. I just want to break in here. I don't know that warm or cold has anything to do with oxidation, does it? Uh, it'll speed it up. Speed yeah. it up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Refermentation. Got it. Okay. Uh, he said, then it effing happens again today. Two more cans, uh, $22 for a four-pack, blew Ooh. up. Uh, so he says, I said, F this, and I made a call-out post on a local Facebook group. And the brewer, the effing brewer, he oh. says, responded. F. And he says, what do you think he responded? An apology? Effing nope. Oh, F. What he said was, 
This is a teaching point for anyone storing beer, especially fresh hoppy beer. Cold <laughs> is best. What a dick. That's oh. what the brewer answered. Wow. So, oh. All this yeast that, I left in the can, huh? The brewer's a dick. Oh, okay. So he goes on to say... I'm just going to read it. Like, no fucking shit cold is best, is what he says. Uh, but this doesn't change the fact that you sold unfer- unfermented uh, OT-infected hop garbage for top dollar. So to us now, he says, please tell me I'm an idiot and that normal proper beer should explode two months old and that this is all my fault. Am I taking effing crazy pills? Is it okay that beers re-ferment and blow the F up? F that shit. No. (laughs) It's not. And you know what? I would call the TTB and I would fucking complain about that piece of shit brewery. You don't do that to your customers. First of all, you don't give them bottle bombs and go, oh, well, you should have kept them cold to to fix my mistake. You're a, you're a, you, you suck your own dick. I I don't know. I I can't believe that's their (laughs) response to it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't so, believe that's their their, resp- their response to a liability like that. Yeah, that's, they could legitimately hurt somebody yeah. right. with exploding cans and bottles. Like, and so yeah, not only should they work to to smooth that over, but it's a, a blatant lie, right? I mean, right. warm beer warm yeah. beer yeah. doesn't explode if it's if it has no, been it's, no it's, if, no canned it should not and, happen and if, fermented no properly. If, no that were, if that were the case, everything at Bevmo would have exploded. Also, right, right. we're not talking about like sitting in a ninety degree car here. He's talking yeah. about his apartment. So it's you know, his sixty eight degrees, seventy yeah. degrees. He what, might live know, in hell. You, know. you don't really know where <laughs> yeah. he lives. Well, he's probably in New England, uh, <laughs> well, and yeah. it's, you know, it's not all that hot. Right. Um, no, that's so, just, that's just bad logic. That keeping it cold would uh, keep it, it from. That's bad since he violated Rule One, everything after that is your fault. And like, that's bullshit. Yeah. This is what I've been saying. My main concern with this style is is it allows for dicks like this to have successful businesses. Selling beer like this because or it allows for cooling, by the way. shitty uh, brewing practice. Yeah, and to where this right out of the cone. You know, everything yeah. in the cone, you can put that right in the cans. Yeah. You can't tell the difference between an unfinished New England IPA and a finished one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you, you don't know. even know. Yeah, there are but there are things that are finished and there are things that are very blatantly not finished. If you have if you have sludge in the can, that's the sign. You're not. That's not right. Wouldn't you also Shouldn't say, though, that the, the, aside from the style, that this brewer is is not a very good brewer to begin with? Yes. Because, well, first of all, the answer. So he doesn't he doesn't even understand the science behind. Mm-hmm. The, never mind a hazy beer. He doesn't understand the science behind an exploding can right. Oh, right. of beer. Yeah. So uh, while I agree with you, this the, maybe the style makes it more difficult because, you you know, there's there's a visual problem uh, in, in checking if the beer is done. But. This might have happened with his Vienna lager. The brewer's so awful, I would think, right? Well, I'm just saying it opens the door for it to be harder for the consumer to know. Okay. Yeah. Because if a Vienna lager was still fermenting and going to potentially cause a problem, yeah. it wouldn't be clear like you would normally expect a Vienna lager to be. Yeah. So right off the bat, you could see in the bottle there There's could be issue. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet other people are having the same problem. Uh, he, he should you know, Google that brewery name. And the problem, you should probably find other people who have the same issue. I also let me let me say this, just especially with the tone of your of your email and 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 how this maybe all went down. While I agree that you, you're in the right here and that you got a, a an awful response from the brewery, um, 
if you want to if you want to get what you want out of life <laughs> or even out of circumstances like this uh you should probably take a different approach um you could do consumers around you your your friends uh, other customers of this brewery and maybe even this brewery a favor if if it were maybe approached uh you know, a little differently, even yeah. even politely responding, even though the guy was a dick about, hey, lesson for you. Uh, still, sometimes I get that and I will still politely respond again yeah. and well, even politely deliver my message again, because the more you can be the reasonable one in the exchange, the more likely your message is to be heard. Right. Uh, so even when people are being, un- I guess I'm giving you a life lesson here. Even when people are being <laughs> unreasonable, it's still helpful to be reasonable as long as you possibly can. Yeah, there's no point in taking the low road. Oh, and, 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 the, and the point is to get what you want. This is yeah, what I always emphasize. It's like, I'm not talking about rolling over and, 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 and being a sissy or, or whatever, or, you know, sucking up your pride or anything. Whoa. I'm actually talking about getting what you want. And the best way to get what you want is to, you know. Yeah, but what does the guy want, right? To not get exploding cans? It's not going to happen. Well, he can't go back well, in time. I so what he, I would do is I think just, what he wants in this case is a refund, maybe. I, I don't know. A I replacement? Would just, I would just send him a dick pic. <laughs> unsolicited dick pic. This and is I why would, JP doesn't get what he wants. I would Louis C.K. this motherfucker, dude. I don't give a shit. No, but like, it depends on where. Like, if he bought it at a Bevmo or Total Wine or whatever. You'd go there. I would, I would go there yeah. and complain That's to them and, and say, hey, look, you know, this this happens before. There's an exchange. There's the numerous can. people. This is a a lawsuit potentially not only for the brewery but for the retail shop i would imagine and then i would screenshot that exchange and send it to the owner of the business and be like this is just so you know this is the face of your company yeah that and i'm in this craft beer group or whatever i don't know the circumstances but this person is representing your company and is basically saying it's my fault yeah for keeping the beer sub 60 um i'm not going to buy any of your beers anymore specifically because of this and because i don't trust your quality control anymore yeah so just so you know that's what i'm saying you're actually saying exactly yeah. what i'm saying yeah but it's to be reasonable part was better it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the emailer uh, hopefully the brewer that uh, get feedback to him isn't the owner as well right here's my butthole now and look if all else fails, and, and that is how they do business, and that is how they yeah, want to do cares? things, I wouldn't worry too much about it because they're probably not going to last. You just have twenty four bucks, you know. Yeah, not yeah. Be, they'll not probably end up hurting somebody, and then they'll be shut down. Yeah, they won't be driving a Tesla, that's for sure. All right, and I got to get us to a break, but I got one more here. Doug from Long Beach writes in. Um, Hey, you guys were talking about Jamil's sex show during the Armistice episode. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and Justin mentioned that sponsors were already unhappy about the Adam and Eve ads. What sponsors were unhappy, he wants to know. With all the raunchy, misogynistic, and homophobic stuff casually tossed around on the Brewing Network, for them to be offended by the mere mention of the female orgasm makes me a bit outraged. Doug from Long Beach, California. Well, first of all, are we really all that raunchy, misogynistic, and homophobic? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if anything has been said, it's very ironic and and not serious. Right, but whatever. Uh, And anyhow, it was a long, long time ago, like years ago, when Adam and Eve first came on, and there was no talk about the female orgasm, like in the Big O kit that that we promote right now. Mm -hmm. It was just about products and dildos and everything else. And, you know... Shave her head and give her a good time. maybe two sponsors just... 
asked me about it. They didn't pull their money. They didn't say don't do it. They just said, are we sure that this is the direction? And, you know, what do you think about it? They asked my opinion. They were a little concerned. And I probably said something like you said, Doug, which was like, well, listen, we already say a bunch of dick jokes anyway. Is it really that bad? Plus, if you want to pay me the money that they're paying me, I will drop them right now. Right. <laughs> so you, right. but you have to make you have to double your sp- you have to yeah. double your sponsorship to make up for what they're paying, and then I'm fine. Uh, but anyhow, everyone ended up fine with it. So don't worry, Doug. Uh, this wasn't a you know uh, we can say all the dick jokes we want. Yeah, nobody was talk prudish about, about it. Female organ- yeah. orgasm uh, or organism. Uh, or organism. Leave the male outrage to us. There's plenty uh, here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't as bad as maybe He's I outraged. made it made it sound. Are you no, no, not Justin. Doug. 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 I'm fine. Um, okay. Let me get us to a break because we got to get to our interview with Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Before yeah, we go yeah, to break real quick, uh, do this now at the break, uh, You know, as long as you're not driving or something. Um, go to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of Beersmith 3. And Beersmith 3's got uh, all kinds of stuff. A streamlined interface that hides unneeded data when brewing. Uh, a secure connection to their online recipe database, which has over 700,000 recipes. Uh, revised databases, including new hops, malts, fruits, juice. Honey, uh, and a style guide for mead, wine, and cider. They really have uh, tons of upgrades, and it's free for you to check it out. Just go to beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial, and then uh, you'll be happy you did so. I'm, I'm sure of it. does more than, than you even know you need it to do. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got Bent Paddle Brewing Company from Duluth, Minnesota on the show. Beardy's excited. He's yes. probably feeling the cold already oh it feels so good (laughs) (laughs) hang in there it's the session we'll be right back you're listening to the brewcasters Brewcasters. on the brewing network Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. 
Superman, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Hi, this is Wayne Wombles from Cigar City Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. That's right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. In just a minute, we're going to be speaking to Charlie Brodell from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. And this segment is brought to you by craftbeer.com, home of the most mouth-watering map in the world, the map of U.S. breweries. If you find yourself in a new city and want to sample the local flavors, or if you just want to marvel at the vast American beer landscape, go visit craftbeer.com and check out their brewery finder. All right. On the program right now, we should have... Charlie from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Are you with us, Charlie? I am. How's everybody doing tonight? We're doing very well. Thanks for hanging in there and uh, and coming yeah, on the no program worries. with us. Uh, how's Duluth, Minnesota, right now? Are you are you, are you awaiting winter to arrive? <laughs> well, I like to see it, but I like to see a little bit of fall first. Okay, <laughs> just starting to. Kind of pop its head out a little bit. It's a nice time of year up here right now. I thought you guys skipped right over fall. I thought you had a nice summer well, and then it just goes right to it, blizzard. It can literally be about like five days. I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, folks at home, if you want to play along, you can go over to bentpaddlebrewing.com and you can read some of the descriptions of the beers that we're talking about and learn all about uh, Bent Paddle Brewing at bentpaddlebrewing.com. So, uh, how long have you been the head brewer there at Bent Paddle? Uh, just over two years. Okay. And you've brewed yeah, at other started... places before. What was that? You've brewed at other breweries before as well. I have. I have. Okay. Yeah, I started my career at uh, Big Sky Brewing Company in Missoula, Montana. Spent seven years there and uh, moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan. I worked at Bell's. Uh, left Bell's and I went to Trogues in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And then went back to Bell's for two years and then... I've been up here for just over two years. So wow. you've never really brewed at a, a good brewery, you would say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Big Sky, Trogue. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a trifecta of, of kind of perfect places you want to, I think, cut your teeth on. I don't, yeah. I don't know about how it is to really yeah, work there, I've, but the beers are great. I've been very, I've been very lucky. Um, you know, I, I fell into the brewing industry. I didn't, you know, like pursue it. It was something working in, you know, living in Montana, and I knew a bunch of people at Big Sky Brewing Company, and and a couple people gave me a chance to, you know, kind of cut my teeth there and, you know, start in the packaging line and work my way into the cellar, and, you know, and I spent a lot of time in the cellar there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I was also brewing as well, um, you know, kind of before I left. Um, but, I, yeah, I... Thank Kevin Keeter and Matt Long and Derek Stepanski, who's now at Bell's. I actually worked with him at at Big Sky. He's the quality manager at Bell's now. Nice. Um, you know, for those guys, giving me a shot and teaching me a lot along the way, and you know, working with guys like John Mallett and Andy Farrell at Bell's has been great. And 
you know that that whole team there they're amazing and and trugs was was a great experience i i loved working there i loved the people i worked with unfortunately being a midwestern uh guy myself i just the east coast didn't really jive with me okay. so much so yeah I, would, Amish. I was like sorry guys i was like i love you and i'd love working here but i gotta go <laughs> gotta get back to the midwest <laughs> yep <laughs> i recently fell in love with montana i don't know how you left that state i love that place it's good a nice place to live oh i yeah it was great you know, it's just I'm I'm from the Midwest. And my family is still here. Um, I'm from Wisconsin, and okay. my folks are still in Appleton, Wisconsin. And you know, my brother uh, is in. He's always kind of been around the Midwest. He lives in uh, just outside Chicago, and you know, it was just kind of like ah, I got to get back home. I, it was a great ten years I spent out there living in, like okay. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I I wouldn't trade any of it. Now, did you come home f- for the job at Bent Paddle, or did or did you come home and then you or, or close to home and then and then got the job at Bent Paddle? Uh, you know, for, first off, it was like you know leaving Trogues. It was you know to to get closer to my family. Okay, you know I don't I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, I got you. That's all right. You know, and then I got to a po- yeah, I got to a point. Um, you know, after being back at Bell's, you know, for about a year, you know, you get to a point at, at my age being, you know, in the mid thirties, it's like, oh, I'd like to buy a house and things like that. And you think about where you want to settle down and Kalamazoo is a great city. Uh, I just couldn't see myself really taking that step okay. forward in my life. And, um, you know, just kind of, I, I, I love maps and I, Literally, it was like, I remember one night, it was summertime after being back at Bells for about a year, and I was looking at a map and just thinking in my head, like, where would I really want to live, you know? And a lot of uh, the things I was thinking about or the, the things I wanted was obviously being close to my family, which I was, you know, fairly close living in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was you know, like the other things, like what makes me happy. And I, a lot of the things that popped into my head were the things I missed from leaving Montana, okay. which was having unbelievable access to the outdoors, Right. you know, being able to fish and ski and, you know, be close to water. That was a big thing. Um, so there were, there were two cities that kind of popped up in my head uh, that I had visited, um, you know, growing up when I was in college or high school, and one was Marquette, Michigan, and the other was Duluth. Okay. Uh, the the attractive thing to Duluth was I have uh, some friends I I've known for a long time that have relocated here. So <clears throat> one day, a job popped up on the internet on a website that I'm sure a lot of people frequent. Yeah. And uh, I was. ProBrewer.com, and it was pretty funny because I saw it about 10 minutes later. Some people started texting me. Oh, right. That were like, hey, this job popped up. Uh, you might be interested in it. Sure. I was like, I'm already working on my resume. <laughs> Don't worry. Now, our co-host, one of our co-hosts, Beardy here, spent a good amount of time in Minnesota, went to school there. Yeah. Did you spend time in Duluth, Beardy? I, I did, and yeah. that actually was my favorite city in Minnesota. Is that so right? So if, if I was ever to move back there, that would be where I'd head to. Okay. It's beautiful. And, yeah. and right on the Superior, it's it's like 
having an ocean. Like it's like a Midwest ocean yeah. town. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, great weather. Yeah, it's, an, it's an inland ocean for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it is and actually the nice thing moderate. is like you don't have to have air conditioning because you get the Lake Superior air conditioning when you get the lake breeze. Okay. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Got it. Yeah, got, it's got a lot going on. There's a couple colleges, very active downtown scene. Okay. A lot of breweries there yep. now and, and even a couple of distilleries yep. popping up. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got uh, one of your first beers in front of us, and uh, your Venture Pills, um, which I haven't All tried right. yet. I'm about to try it. But I think this is probably a great beer for where this discussion is headed, because maybe we can talk about the water that you get out of Lake Superior, too. Um, and I'm sure that uh, has something to do with how your, your, especially your Pilsner might taste. So did you guys taste the, the Pilsner already? This is the Not Venture yet. Pills. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the beer, uh, Charlie, while we give it a taste here? Well, um, you know, it, it's, in my opinion, kind of like the the showcase beer of why Ben Paddle is where it's at. Um, you know, the, one of the owners, Brian, I don't know if you guys studied up at all on the, the kind of how the brewery was founded, but it was two couples. Okay. Um, you know, my direct supervisor, Brian Tonis, he's the CEO of the company. Um, you know, he went to... Uh, you know, Siebel um, did the courses over in Europe and and spent a lot of time uh, drinking a lot of lagers there. Um, and the the water quality up here is just amazing. Um, you know, not only is it, you know, it, it we all like to do things outside at the brewery. Um, so we, we have a big focus on water, water quality. Uh, the water is unbelievably soft here. Okay. You know, it mimics the water from the Czech Republic. Mm. So, I mean, the PPMs are super low on it. We don't add any sort of salts to it. You know, it's just simple carbon filtration, and um, it's 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 unbelievable. People joke up here in Duluth that it's like when we go other places, we actually take Duluth water with us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's all, I mean, it is from Lake Superior, right? That's where your water comes yep. from? Yeah, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, but the beer itself, um, it's kind of, you know, one of the questions you guys asked me about a little bit was, well, further questions, was there something you're interested in? And yeast is one thing I'm really interested in. And since I've been up here, uh, we've actually experimented with three different yeast strains on this beer to okay. kind of find the sweet spot that we really, what we really want it to be. Um, and what'd you settle but, on? You know, well, right now we, we're, we really love the Augustiner yeast strain. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when I came up here, it was, it was like a, it was something from BSI. Um, it was their, I think, check, check strain or something. I don't, I don't know the number. We switched to Danish lager because uh, that's a yeast strain I'm a little familiar with that I've used at a couple of breweries I've worked at. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we use Augustiner in our roof rack, our um, fest beer. Okay. Um, and we we ended up we really like that yeast strain. It's it's very versatile. Um, it's it's kind of uh, it. I don't know what you would really want to call it. it. It's forgiving, okay. As well, hmm. you know. So you're saying operationally, oh, it's yeah. easy to use. What about flavor? Yeah. What, and what, it, did you have to give anything up to, by taking that yeast? Like you know. 
Like over say the know, Danish actually, sounds like I, it might have more I, character. I think the I think the Danish might have been a little bit kind of I don't know, there was a a finish at the end that we were not really oh. too psyched on. It was a little bit maybe a little bit kinda harsh. Or seemed out of place at least. Uh, right? You don't want that at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it just yeah, it just didn't. It's a great E strain, uh, just for what we were doing. though. it just was like just didn't really fit. Mm-hmm. And it also yeast management wise as well. When we come into summertime and we're trying to manage Pilsner, you know, then we have Rifrac in there with the Augustiner, mm-hmm. and we also have our House Ale strain, possibly a Belgian strain. Like yeast management wise, it was it was difficult. In a small brewery like we have, with only twelve fermenters and four four bright tanks, um, you know, yeast management was a was a big big part of it as well. Okay. So, what do you mean by the yeast being forgiving, being flexible with uh, being able to rush the beer out or accept warmer temperatures? No, no, just like just temperature is the big thing. Uh, diastole reduction is also really great on it. Okay. Um, you know, I I haven't brewed a lot of. I've, obviously, when I was at Trogues, we brewed a lot of lagers, mm-hmm. but it was a very like strict regimen of like this yeast at this temperature, and you don't want to go like you know one or two degrees above or below. Um, where this strain, you know, we ferment Pilsner a little bit differently than we ferment Refrac, and uh, it was just kind of a good fit. Is that because you want a, a different yeast character in the two beers? No, not really. No. Then how just, come you treat uh, differently? Oh, just um, you know, Riffrack we ferment a little bit warmer. Okay. Than we do uh, the Pilsner. This one does, and I don't know if it's the water or the yeast or or both, um, but it does uphold the hop character like a Pilsner should. Yes. Uh, Crisp and. It's yeah, sharp. I guess a sharp. Forward, I was yeah, say yeah. like a firm well, bitterness, uh, yes. at, which I want out of a pilsner. Right? It should be more bitter than a, than a Hellas. Yeah. Um, and uh, Augustiner is actually a, a Hellas yeast. Um, there is kind of a the, like a fruity ester, like a Hellas yeah, for me. Yeah. Which I I like, and I think it really plays well with that 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 solid bitterness. And I think a lot of a lot of pilsners these days don't have that level of crisp bitterness to match well with the sweetness of the of the of the malt and you you need both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. this has. Yeah. So I think that soft water that you mentioned is nice for this beer, like you said just like it would be coming out of Pilsen. And um yeah, and I what are the it's what also are the, dry hopped as well. Oh, is it? Oh. So that was my next question. What are the hops and and yeah, you you dry hop as well. So is it all noble hops? Yeah, we do. Uh yes. Okay. Yep. Now, why did you choose to dry hop? I'm glad you did, by the way, because <laughs> I like it. But but what made well, you it, choose it's to? One, it's one thing, you know, with with Ben Paddle. It's like if you if you read our like mission statement and what we're all about. Like one thing is we bend traditions of okay. the beer. So like every beer is a little bit. There's something in there that you could pick out where you're like, this isn't totally true to style. Got it. You know, like. Yeah style guidelines of what they would do typically um you know i was not part of the recipe development of this beer this is you know uh, the director of brewery operations owner brian you know he was like yeah let's dry hop it give it that little bit of 
extra kick that people might be looking for. Okay. So it's German tradition, Saws, Sterling. Okay. Yeah, one of our favorites, uh, the uh, Pivo Pills from Firestone. Tasty, that's dry hop too, right? Didn't they do that? I believe so, yeah. And I love yeah. that beer as well. That's one of my... I, that's like a brewer's pilsner, right? Every every time we mention that, every brewer's like, oh, yeah, that that's that's my pilsner. I love that yep. pilsner. But, uh, yeah, yep. it's the one I think about when I hear about other brewers dry hopping, too. And, and I go, okay, yeah, that's a great thing to do. It, it works, you know. Um, yep. Are you guys filtering also? Because this is really bright in appearance. Uh, we centrifuge. Centrifuge. We, we separate. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they used to, but before I, I came on board, they used to filter everything through a um, bell filter. Um, but then it was maybe six months before I showed up, uh, they they purchased a separator. So mm-hmm. but that's something we monitor. You know, clarity is a big thing. Yeah. I read or, in my notes that you're, you know, you're also... Ultimately, you're... with a separator, though, you're never going to make every single beer, like, super-duper bright. You know? It's not going to take out everything, but... Yeah, anarchist. Right. I, I wanted to ask you: uh, what, um, Do you dry hop uh, for terminal gravity? Um. I say before well, the diacetyl that's rest. An do you inter- dry hop that's the- an interesting. Yeah, like no, we don't. Oh. But you'll find after dry hopping, you will get you'll kind of activate fermentation again. Mm-hmm. So we usually Which- drop like you know. In degrees Plato, we'll drop like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2 degrees Plato okay. after dry hop. You kind of see where I'm going. Couple places I've worked at, yeah. you know, you'll see they they dry hop, you know, like before it hits terminal. So yeah, and then you know why I'm asking is that the consumption of the diacetyl that it creates, right? Uh, yep. Be oh, I com- I yeah, I completely know. I mean, your beer obviously has none. It's perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a stellar beer. What temperature? I'd be worried about that. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask, what temperature is the beer at when you do the dry hopping? Uh, for the pilsner? Yeah. Oh, like sixty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's post diacetyl rest, and then well, that is the diacetyl rest. Yeah, we'll do a diacetyl okay. test. Yeah. Uh, we'll pass it, and then at that point, we're good to dry hop. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. 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 And then and then you'll dry hop, get some more diacetyl, wait a little bit, and then crash yep. after that? Yep. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that, by the way, guys, that uh, that uh, the hop uh, dry hopping will trigger a diacetyl uh, action. It, it, it yeah. kind of gets fr- a little yeah. bit of fermentation, oh, yeah. fermentation. restarted, okay. which will start some more diacetyl. Interesting. And then it takes even longer for that to clear up. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Fake. Fake news, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. It is sort of a new... F- Concept. Or you could just package it after you dry hop, and I hear it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, and throw yeah. some fruit in there. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, God. have more fruit. Basically, you just pitch the yeast into the wort and then bottle that. <laughs> yeah, right. And then yeah. that way, you're on trend. Yeah. yeah. Cork it and cap it. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, we've before we we take a break, um, uh, we've got another beer in our glass that I want to talk about too. And uh, all right, which one you got? So this one is your ESB. And All right, cool I was so we were super happy to see this on our list um, because you know I don't know a lot of times we get sent like the same beer styles over and over uh, so it's nice to see this uh, this classic uh, pop back in our yes, studio absolutely um, so yeah what's the beer name and then and then tell us about the beer uh, it's fourteen degree ESB 
Uh, it's one of our, again, one of our flagships that we have. Um, you know, 14 degrees, some people ask, uh, what's what's up with 14 degree? <laughs> well, it's the bend in the canoe paddle. Ah, oh, I thought it was Plato. Uh, okay, of course, duh. Everybody knows. I that. thought it was. I no. thought it was awful weather. <laughs> but, okay, bend in the canoe. I didn't know canoe paddles had bends. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get straight paddles, but oh. you know, if, if, it's out here with boundary waters being so close, people are are very into paddling, and you're right. And uh, if you're really into paddling, you're going to have a canoe paddle with a bend to it, oh, right? Because okay. if you want to work harder, you can generally get about 14 degrees. Huh. That's cool. I like that. You know where it's it's cooler if you're a canoeer out in Duluth because you walk in and you're like, I fucking know what well, that is. Right, I like it, that. It's it's like a, it's like an Easter egg, right? <laughs> yeah, or like exactly. like in a, the all the Marvel movies have little Easter eggs or whatever, or like right. DVD Easter eggs. Remember those when you had to like access certain points in the in the in the menu yes. of DVDs to get shit, and you'd get a little Easter egg. That's what that is. It is because the rest of us idiots go in and they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's 14 degrees. It's cold here in the winter. I get it. It's funny. <laughs> Let me drink it. Uh, it's way colder than that. I know, right? <laughs> And yeah. that's that, I, exactly that's why I'm, that's why I really am the idiot. When the 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 local next to me is like, no, idiot, it's a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the angle of the paddle. Okay, so I love yeah, the name. Like, most mornings you wake up here, do you look in the TV and the. Or- you know, look at your thermometer, and it's like, oh, it's negative 18 outside. Oh, God. <laughs> negative yeah. 14. I miss those days. Yeah, Beardy here loves it. Um, all right, so tell us about the beer itself. It tastes delicious, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, well, it's it definitely is a beer that we, you know, we, we want to highlight malt in this beer. Um, again, it's going to have a little bit of a, of a bending tradition on it. Um, but instead of using, you know, standard, you know, two-row malt, you know, we use pale malt. Okay. Um, and then it really highlights a lot of Simpsons malt as well, Golden mm-hmm. Promise, Aromatic, some Crystal Extra Dark, um, you know, a, a latchy of some of the coloring comes from Carafa 3. Okay. From mm-hmm. Wireman. Mm-hmm. I love the color. Yeah. What kind of yeast uh, but are you it using? Is definitely, a, you know, we don't use any special yeast for it. You know, we use your standard Cal Ale okay. on it. So there's not much of a, of a, you know, where you can get that out of out of some traditional English ESBs. Yeah. Where the yeast is actually, you get a lot of that fruitiness. I'm, I'm very familiar with uh, 1968 from Fuller's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you ferment that above 70 degrees, it, it really becomes a fruit bomb. Yeah, right. Quite Esprit. a bit. If you're if you're under seventy degrees, it's a very neutral yeast strain. Okay. Um, so we, you know, it's a standard Cal Ale. Uh, definitely wants to be a malt, more malt forward beer. You know, yeah. highlighting those really awesome crystal malts from Simpsons. Um, and then kind of you know it's there's you know EKG in there. It's kind of the back end uh, malt, a little bit of glacier, and you know the big thing is is the Amarillo uh, EKG and autonom dry hop to it. Oh, nice! So that's been something that we've we've really actually I don't want to say struggling with because it's 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 not our fault, but uh, <laughs> finding good Amarillo hops oh. these days uh, in 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 for the size of a brewery we are. Has been really difficult. Sure. 
you know, because we're not we're not contracted. We don't get to select. Okay. You know, so we're kind of just like buying Amarillos as we go, and we find some some stuff that we buy that we're not like super psyched about, and mm. you know, we've actually done some experiments too with uh, throwing some Comet in there as well. Okay. And did that give you for those? Did that give you what you wanted or no? Yeah, well, I think the batch you guys are drinking was actually one of our uh, experiments with some comet in there. Okay, which actually kind of brought out like a a kind of a cherry fruitiness a little bit. I don't know if you guys are picking that up at all. And you're talking about the dry hop or uh, the bitter hop? Maybe the aroma, actually, now that you mention it. There's a little cherry in there. What's your uh, yeah, dose, what's no. your dosing rate in the dry hop? Like how many pounds per barrel? One? Or? Oh, on... Less than one? On, I'd, have, I'd have to do the math on ESB. It's light, though, isn't it? Because it's I, not a heavily dry hop. Yeah, beer, I think this is a not, subtle. Neither was the Pilsner, of course. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. malt forward. I, I'm I'm surprised to hear that you you say dry hop, um, but when you talk about the notes that you might be getting from that, I, I get those. Yeah, that kind of like dark cherry um, is yep. in there, um, and then even from the malt, uh, yeah, there's a little. It's not quite caramel. It's like kind of a right between a caramel and a toffee. Maybe a cola. Um, uh, yeah. Like if, oh yeah, if I try mm. hard enough, it's like yeah. cherry cola, or like or almost like Dr Pepper. Mm. I would almost very subtly. Right? I would stick with cola in a good well, in the yeah. cola, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, if you want to get brand specific, <laughs> <laughs> which and because would, of those things, I really like your choice of Cal Ale. I like yes. that you did that. Totally. Um, uh, there are beers I like with the English uh, ale yeast. Um, there's fewer of them because once it gets a little too fruity or estery for me, um, then it's just, it, go, it falls into like the perceived sweetness area, and I just all of a sudden I think the beer's too sweet. So I like that you chose Cal Ale for this and instead to showcase um, the, the malts and the, these dry hops you're talking about. I think that's a good choice. Yep. I noticed on the can you, you call it an ESB in one spot, but you also say extra special amber. Is that to help yeah. kind of sell the beer? Because people don't know what a bitter is, but they know what an amber ale is. Yep, yeah, bitter is a <laughs> term that sometimes people, you know, they they get really offended and turned off by it. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, especially you now, know, they and... just they hear like bitter. I don't like bitter go, things. I like. Oh, IPA. I don't want a bitter beer. I don't want an IPA. And it's like this isn't. Yeah, you know, this is the style of beer that we're talking about, which has been around forever. Right, and they're not bitter beers. At the time when that style, you know, evolved, yes, that was a bitter beer, but, right. you know, no, it is not in in today's brewing world a bitter beer by any means. Yeah, today's so. context is totally different. I, we mentioned on last uh, show our friend Jamil at uh, Heretic, uh, close to us here, uh, he has an ESB, but he has to call it an English pale ale because nobody will buy it. <laughs> right. It right. will, yep. will, will yeah. not sell if it's not called... Of, of something other than bitter. Yeah. Because no one understands it. Yeah, and I'm sure what that style yep. is. Well, and, you know, overall impression of this beer for me is, is that it is an amber ale. It doesn't have enough English character because um, the, yeast, the esters are lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yep. And uh, the crystal malt doesn't come out enough to because uh, it, it would have more English character than probably the even the Golden Promise. It would show up more because it's such a, uh, like a dominant malt if you use enough. I... Seem like it, we instead of the uh, carafe. We don't use a lot. We don't use a lot of. Yeah, I can tell. Of most of the color is coming from yeah. the uh, the carafe, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
So, Tasty, you're saying not only is it help sell the beer, it's also a good it's accurate amber description. Amber. <laughs> yeah, it's more accurate. Amber. Amber. Yeah. It's not, to me, it's got everything you know, other than the, uh, the, the noble hops. Some There's obviously some non-noble noble hops in there, too. Yeah. Well, so you've done well again, Charlie. Good job. Good beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I do have to get us to a break, um, a quick one here. And then right. we've, we've got some more beer to try uh, when we come back, too. So you got time to hang out for another segment with us? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, right excellent. Uh, because coming up, uh, what are we looking at here? I've got our cold press black ale that you sent us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we want to try that. And then Bent Hop Golden IPA is in there, too. Um, so I'm excited about that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, before we do, hey, don't forget about the American Homebrewers Association and their Brew Guru uh, app. Uh, if you love brewing beer and saving money on beer when you go out, you need the Brew Guru in your corner. The app offers a searchable database of homebrew recipes, including popular craft beer clones and hundreds of winning recipes from the National Homebrew Competition. What's more, Brew Guru has a searchable map of deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew shops. So go grab the free Brew Guru app for iPhone and Android devices and follow the path to good beer. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got more beer to try from Bent Paddle. Plus, we'll learn about them from Charlie and uh, see what else is happening out there in Duluth, Minnesota. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like brew your own magazine you already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes equipment how to's discussions of beer styles and brewing techniques whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro you'll always learn something from the articles in brew your own plus their amazing special issues like plans for building a brutus 10 system 250 classic clone recipes and the home brewers answer book brew your own magazine and byo.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all green brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program, and thank you for sticking with us. Uh, I want to let you know about the Branding Brews podcast. It's a deep inside look at everything that revolves around branding and marketing a brewery. Branding Brews interviews industry professionals covering in-depth strategies and topics like labels, packaging, websites, social media content, trademark, marketing, and so much more. Whether you're in sales and marketing, you own a brewery, or you're looking to start a brewery, Branding Brews is a podcast for you. Go to brandingbrews.com or subscribe to the show wherever you like to get your podcasts. All right. We are still talking with Bent Paddle Brewing Company, and we've got Charlie Brodell on the line with us. And uh, Charlie, our, our producer here, is quickly pouring us more of your beer because we need it. So, uh, what are you what up are you getting to, this time? Uh, it looks like, well... We've got to do the, the Black Ale and the, the Bent Hop Golden IPA. I was thinking we should do the Black Ale first. What do you think? Uh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> How about the other direction? That's a, that's yeah. a positive. Well, we're going for it. We'll yeah. segue into that. Yeah. <laughs> we speak that. I always figure, you know, I just keep it simple, leave the IPA for last. Yeah, you know? it's usually a palate buster. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, that's a good... Good way to go. So in the description that I was sent, I just have cold-pressed black ale. But but what is this beer? Uh, what's it called? And, and uh, What are you pressing? Black. Oh, actually, <laughs> I'm looking at the can now. It's cold-pressed black. There we go. Yep. Uh, the can here says... It is says, our cold-pressed black ale. Uh, we make a black ale, which we call kind of like a stout porter beer. Okay. Um, and we just, you know... Infuse it with cold pressed coffee that we get from Duluth Coffee Company locally here that they make for us. Got it. So it's the same base beer. We we at one time were we're like kind of trying to maybe brew you know like point two point three degrees higher of finishing gravity for cold press, but you know just with our production matrix and everything that's going on, it was very hard to like single batches. Um, cause we're still a very young brewery and going to get to markets and we don't know exactly how much is going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just ended up saying, no, black ale can become, it, it can be black ale or it can become cold press. Okay. How, how old is the brewery, by the way? Uh, just over five years old. Okay. Yeah. And do you have your own yeah. tap room or are you are strictly a distributor, distributing your beer? Uh, no, we have a. Uh, we just actually built a new tap room. Oh. Uh, it opened up in April. All right. So uh, any sort of we, one-offs you do can go through there, right? Well, we also have a pilot brewery. Oh, at, oh, oh for sure. At the because to sell beer at a place, you have to make beer on premise. So we we huh. built a. Uh, we have a seven-barrel, oversized seven-barrel uh, brew house, which. One of our brewers, who used to be our lead brewer, and now he manages the pilot plant, Neil Karen. Uh, mm-hmm. He is he's he listened he's been listening to your show for over six years. Oh, cool! Oh, he was wow. actually really bummed. He's he's not on this right now. He was. Uh, I'm I'm not a podcast guy. This is like totally new to me. <laughs> but he was like, "What you're doing? What?" <laughs> well, I'll give you a shout, hey, shout out to Neil. And, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Neil. Neil is Neil. He's He's been with the brewery for almost five years. Okay. Um, you know, he's one of the OG guys 
there, nice. and he's an excellent brewer. He's an excellent palate. Um, you know, he can envision a beer in his head and write it down on paper of what he wants. Uh, it's something, you know, I'm more of a process. You know, I've worked in production breweries, didn't do a lot of recipe formulation stuff. Okay. Uh, where Neil just like, to him, it's just like, he gets it. Got it. And he's, I'm sorry. Did he's you, unbelievable. Did you say stuff. he's in your pilot brewery? Is that where he is? Yep. Yeah, he runs okay. the pilot plant. Yeah. Nice. Seven and a half barrels. That's a pretty big uh, pilot brewery. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a serious amount. I know companies that uh, that's all they got. Right. Wow. And they, yep. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's. So but, we have yeah. we have the production brewery, which used to house the old uh, tap room, and then mm-hmm. last April we moved into our new tap room, which is across the parking lot, uh, into a building that we had offices in, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, built a big tap room that can house three hundred people or so. That is big. If, wow. if yeah. the outside is open. Okay. Um, I will say that. I don't know the exact capacity, so oh. I hope the fire marshal or anybody's not listening <laughs> to right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with, yeah, we've got outdoor seating uh, or a little patio, I should say, that's dog-friendly as well, which is nice. Yeah, wonderful. There's not a lot of tap rooms where you can bring a dog. They can't come inside, but they can stay outside. That's fair. Um, Easy enough. They should stay home. <laughs> yeah. The outside is good. And, uh, there's, like, there's a really nice, like, you know, kind of like kid play area as well. I know that's a very controversial topic. Oh, you're going the in old the industry uh, of, of like friendly. bringing your son or daughter to a tap room to enjoy a beer or two. But, right. You know, we've got a nice little area that, you know, kids can kind of hang out in. There's some bubble hockey, some foosball. See, I love um, that. I some, used to hate the idea of kids going to birds, but now that it have one. now that it benefits me, I love it. Right. They should also stay at home. <laughs> well, I don't judge. It's also, uh, look, it's the McDonald's route. Yeah. One of the reasons McDonald's became so successful is when they started putting playgrounds on there. So you, playgrounds and happy. You have these like toys now, and happy. Now, of course, they did it for a different reason. They did it so that children have endearing memories of McDonald's yeah. and they become a customer for life. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, our place here, the the Hop Grenade, Charlie, where our studio is at, is also family friendly. We don't have a kids area, but we love it. You know, the people can bring their kids in, and I think it's important. Uh, I know you're saying, oh, it's controversial, and and I. Agree. There are still people that think it's well, controversial, think, but yeah. let's be honest. What is so? Think, I don't think it is. No, I know, you know, but you're saying it's still sort of publicly. People are like, "Well, do we really have a playground at a brewery?" And I say, "Hell yeah, we do. Right. Why not? Right? It's perfect." I don't see why whoever yeah. the parents are can't have you know drink moderately and have a good evening. It's on, good, that's real. right. We put it in yep, the hands exactly. of responsible parents. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep, exactly. It all comes down to the parents' responsibility. Right. You know, and, and in Montana, it was the same way. It was, you know, most of the tap rooms there were very friendly to somebody coming in, you know, having some beers, have their kids. They'd have a little play area, you know, like, oh, we got some toys and we got some stuff, you know. It's right. Like, don't, we don't want your kid running around, you know. <laughs> It's making, true. You know, being crazy. It's actually <laughs> helpful. Take care, of your kid. take care of your kid and we're not going to have a problem. You put them in the play area so they're not going running around pulling butterfly valves and shit in the brewery. <laughs> yeah. It's much better this you way. You get to drink from the blow-off tube again. <laughs> yeah. So, Charlie, are you getting cold-pressed coffee directly from the, the coffee maker? Or are you uh, – is it concentrated? Oh. oh, we're drinking a coffee beer. The Segway King. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we got to get back to that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of being pressed for time, how about this cold <laughs> press for time at all? Uh, yeah. I, I just got bored with uh, too much of that. <laughs> it's a really yeah. selfish thing on my part. He wanted to get right back <laughs> yeah, to yeah, beer. Tasty's yeah. had his kids. They're all right. old. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. so 30 years ago. I give you all advice on how this thing works. I don't blame him. I kept thinking about the, the breeze coming off Lake Superior as you were talking about the patio. <laughs> and the dog. That's all I could think about. That's all I heard was, yeah. oh, and that breeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's do talk about this, though. Where's the coffee from, and, and how do you use it? Uh, Duluth Coffee Company. Okay. Um, they're a local coffee company. Um, the, the guys are awesome. And they've been making the cold press, cold brew for us uh, for forever. Okay. Um, it's a you know, really I don't nice... know a lot of – I know that they have kind of some some proprietary kind of information of how they, they actually make the cold press. Okay. Mm. Um. Well, I'm not. I'm more interested in how you, you know, get it. Is this? Do they make it the the brew stronger for you, so you don't have to dilute the beer as much? Yeah, or, oh, it's, it's okay. double. Yeah, it's uh-huh. double strength. Double, okay, we like it from them. All right. It's it, we call it super juice. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so if you probably t- tasted some, is is it drinkable? I mean, I guess. <laughs> they drink it every morning. No, I no. I mean, the normal cold press is great. We I actually see. have that on tap in our tap room. Okay. Uh, on nitro. Oh, nice feature. Um. Yeah, yeah, and we have also some kombucha and oh. that's locally made as well. Nice. So there are NA options if you come to Ben Paddle. But you got a cider you know, as well, don't you? Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, how are yeah, you guys? Right, so then you did, so you you, you take, put this in the finished beer and it drops the ABV. I assume, uh, of course, it would. You're diluting. Uh, Not you know we because it's so strong it really doesn't. So you don't use that much. I mean. All right. No, it's, you know, we, we have ratios. Uh, we dose more if it's a little bit more. If it's nitro, if it's not nitro, it gets a lower dosage. When are you adding the coffee to the beer? Uh, in the bright beer tank. Okay. So we give, yeah, we, we supply them with kegs, you know, like oh. they have kegs as well. Um, and, yeah, they just fill a normal half barrel of beer. Or if I if we want to like kind of divvy it up and depending on volumes, I can ask for you know I need X amount of half barrels, quarter barrels, mm-hmm. six barrels, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of based on our volume that we want to package. Do you guys pasteurize the coffee, or how do you how do you fight contamination problems? We don't pasteurize it now. We just but, hope that it's clean. No, yeah. and actually that's a, it's, it's a really good question, like. The ass there because um, one one brewery, well, two breweries I've worked at. Um, actually, all three I've worked at. Uh, the coffee was never pasteurized hmm. for cold brew, and it's never been an issue. We've we've tried several cold brews too. I've never heard anybody talk about it being an issue. But I, I, it's a, still no. a valid question. It well, seems like it certainly could be. Some of the the better coffee beers I've had over the last few years have come out of Minnesota, and I know indeed talk about having a, a special essentially sanitization process oh. that they, they treat theirs with. Okay. Um, they wouldn't say what it was, but <laughs> bastards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I can, I can comment like, well, I should say one of the places I worked at, um, the cold press that we made in house was actually dumped in the hop back 
Okay. So it came so you, it came in hot. Oh, so you're oh, adding oh. the cold press. So you're you in the hot. It on, oh, okay. Yeah, you dumped the cold press onto, onto the, hot. Oh, so the you were hops sa- in the hot bag. All right, so you're saying it was sanitary. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the other so side. That was, yeah. that was probably pretty sanitary. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, even coming out of a whirlpool, it's, you know, it's, yeah, 180 degrees. But, yeah, you look at contact time, like, uh, is it really going to be sanitary? I don't know. Yeah, you only need um, thirty seconds. Then take long. that temperature. Yeah. Well, the, the the coffee that you're getting from Duluth Coffee Company is it's food food clean. And they treat it like a food product. You know, like obviously that's just how they operate. Yes. So it's not like you. Yep. And, it, and it's a low pH. So I don't see it as a place where you're you know you're going to necessarily introduce a large you know something that you need to worry about. And you're adding it to to an alcohol solution. That's why, I like when you yep. I, I dry up, I don't worry about the hops themselves carrying some sort of like some problem because the beer is sort of end up metamorphosed despite based on its alcohol hmm. yeah what <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is the abv on this beer? just a ominous about this uh abv i'm looking oh, at the can Ale? yeah Black Ale, uh six percent okay okay I like that it still has a good body to it, even with as much coffee flavors. Right. It, the the yeah. coffee's not thinning out the beer yeah. too Which much. Which can happen. It yes. happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love this we beer. We actually tell people yeah. a lot, like, Black Ale is, is one of our easiest drinking beers. You know, people get, you know, they get thrown off by, like, IBUs or, like, color of beer. But if you actually sit down and blindfoldedly, like, drink Black Ale, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, this is good." And, you know, it's got a little bit of roast character to it. Um, you know, the body is actually pretty smooth. It is, in yeah, my but it's, opinion. Yeah, it's got some malt character behind it. It really goes well with the coffee. I yep. think the malt character yep. in the coffee yep. yeah, really knock it out. It's super coffee forward, which is what. So the aroma alone. I just absolutely love. I want to smell this beer every morning. Absolutely. I uh, I really really love this aroma. That that you guys have nailed. And then so I'm glad that you were mentioning the body too because the one thing I was going to say was like, oh, maybe it's a little sweet in the finish. But now that you talk about the body beardy, I think it's actually just more body than I'm used to in a coffee beer, where it just might yeah. super thin out and then become a little uh, acrid or, right. uh, you know, like the coffee's too much. Yeah. But here, the coffee's all in the front, right where I like it. Um, yep. And then it really finishes. The, there is a bit of sweetness, but it's it's more just a mouthfeel. It's a body now that, you, now that you've said it, it I think. It, it's kind of balancing. It balances the, the acid and the yeah. acridness you get from from the coffee, leaving that little bit of maltiness there. So usually I really love the aroma on these beers, and then I'll only have one and I don't want any more because <laughs> right. of that finish. Mm-hmm. But I just cracked open another can of this one uh, because yeah. I really like how it finishes. Uh, yeah, I think you did well on yeah, this I like one. it too. I yeah. drank all mine. And as much as the West oh, Coast and Portland in particular claim to be big coffee towns, I think Minnesota has some of the best local coffee roasters okay. that I've well, had. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't that make sense well, too? The Midwest in when it's general, 20 below. Them, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they need good coffee and to I make love, it through the winter. I love Stumptown Coffee out of Portland. I will tell you that. Okay. Now, I, I, I read in my notes that you guys might be, I don't know how relevant this is, but I found it interesting that you might be moving to a single field coffee bean as well for this beer. Yes. Yep. Actually, um, you know, Eric, uh, Eric, Charlie, not me, but Charlie uh, and Sam from Duluth Coffee okay. are currently right now, they're down 
in uh, South America, and they've been working with a uh, a family farm, the Munoz Farm in Colombia. Um, they've been working with them for a few years, and they really, really liked. And I don't know the total details. Right. Uh, this is like a little snapshot of what they sent me because I was I just found out about this like last week that we were gonna get some you know single origin sourced beans from one particular uh family farm to make our cold press with and i was like oh that's cool like mm. this would be something cool to tell people yeah um but they've been working with this munoz farm and they really liked them and they came in and they were just like eric was like i will pay you five five times fair trade price wow to to get these beans wow from you and and they've built a relationship over over time and, and i mean that was kind of you know years ago that was like this family was like wait what are you doing like, <laughs> yeah. kind of trendsetting yeah. in a way that's how much cool. more relationship building did it take after that yeah. i'll pay you five x yeah. more five times yeah. that's a relationship yeah. there. Right. we now have a relationship <laughs> right you get the first base for sure now that's great though so we're uh, yeah, it's it's not something I'm really involved with a whole lot. Uh, my boss is actually going to be probably going down to the farm with those guys next year mm-hmm. and meeting with them and you know building this relationship and you know being like yeah we're gonna get a lot of this. That's super so, cool. Well, that sounds like a great backstory for the economy. yeah man. If yeah, my... those guys are great at Duluth Coffee, they're they're they make you know roast great beans and. Mm-hmm. They've, they're just really good people. I can so. taste that they're doing great. I'm being serious right now when I say if my I think I'm doing something wrong with my coffee. If my coffee could taste half this good <laughs> in the morning, beer. just my coffee. Oh yeah, I should just switch to this because <laughs> my coffee you now. Beer the other hand anyway. My coffee is shit. I'm realizing right now that I drink shit coffee. Well, you mm-hmm. you, you brew terrible <laughs> yeah. beer. It stands <laughs> yeah. to reason that you brew pretty bad and coffee. And I clearly though. drink shit coffee. It doesn't matter if I use my French press or whatever the hell. Uh, none of it tastes this good, and this it's just so coffee forward. I like it. Maybe yeah. it's the beer part that tastes good cool. to you. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's funny. I mean, like I I love coffee, and I love beer, but right. I hate coffee beers. So you do. <laughs> I'm not a fan either. Yeah, but this I'm one really... like, but cold press. Our cold press black is is pretty good. I'm like, yeah, this is good, but I can have beer on a table and coffee right next to it. Right. And I'll take them separately. No, this, this one just this stuff. one just turned me full blown alcoholic. I, yeah. If you can send me a case of this a week, uh, it'll now be my morning coffee. I'll trade you for a case of uh, Red Bull. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of Red Bull. This wasn't on my radar. And I, uh, you know, like for me, people laugh at me. Like I walk into work, and you know, I, you know, we have Duluth coffee that we we hot brew, but I the fact that now we have the tap room with the nitro system, right? Having just Nitro super juice on tap. I'm like, yep. <laughs> right over there. For, that's your first I just stop. need a ten ounce. I need a ten ouncer of that, and I'm good to go for the day. Yeah, Charlie's uh, productivity just went way up with this new gig in the Nitro tap. Don't have the right drugs. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't on my radar when I was in Minnesota last, but I got intentionally uh, some Banshee Killer, which I think is uh, Insights Coffee Cream Ale. Coffee Cream Ale. Okay. With the intent of when I get home. I'm gonna have a cream ale for breakfast. Yeah, and it worked out perfectly. It did. Yeah, nice. It was a great day to start your Saturday, or a great way to start your Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay, that's a good. When idea. you're not working, of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or driving long distances <laughs> with impaired vision. Right. right. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, we've got one more beer to get through before we have to go, and that is your uh, golden something or other IPA. Well, golden IPA. Ben Hop Golden IPA. There it is, yeah. And that's our in our flag, glass. Like our top flagship beer that we have. Not surprised. Uh, right. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that or Pilsner. Um, so tell us about this. Yeah, but tell, start with the malt, uh, because already that's something I'm enjoying out of this beer, is the malt profile. Well, again, it's, you know, it's for your, you know, crystal caramel malt. It's going to highlight Simpsons, premium English caramel, and, you know, Simpsons caramel, and, you know, standard two-row. We throw a little bit of Wireman Pilsner malt in there, just not much. A little bit, uh, like 5%. We're actually looking at um, maybe taking out of there. I don't know. Hmm. What, what, just, what percent of the green bill is the uh, Pilsner malt? 5%? Oh, it's like, 10%? No, not even. One bag out of 20? Like, for, you know, if you're looking at a 2,000-pound, uh-huh. you know, Total it would bill. be, yeah, like 200 pounds, 220, right. something like that. Four bags. 220. Yeah, four bags. Ten percent. Good. Don't don't get rid of it. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like. I think that's a great addition to a, a hobby beer. Is a good. Well, that's uh, good. My I go boss, for like four, fourteen percent. To this because we just we we cut it back in half down to five percent. We just uh, canned the first batch today, and we're all kind of like, let's taste it. Yeah, I'd leave that in for sure. So, I mean, I think the hops in that beer are a bigger. Obviously, contributor to IPAs are really hard to make like super consistent, you know, where it's like unless you're blending a ton of tanks, which mm. I've done it one brewery I worked at where it was like, you know, well, you have the ability to blend, you know, you almost brew to blend at that point. Yeah. What is um, what is the consistency issue? The the hops, the differences in hops, or or what? Yeah, okay. yeah. We we talk about it like when. Yeah. When, uh, you know, we get a batch of Ben Hop where we're like, whoa, this is great. You know, we always call it hop candy. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, it's got that hop candy, you know, and Do sometimes you... it can be a little bit, we use the term flabby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a reason that you guys don't contract? Because then you could potentially get a little bit more. Oh, we more... do contract. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. we, we certainly do. Oh, yeah. Just not all the hops. Not gotcha. everything, yeah. But there could be variation in process. Mm-hmm. Does contracting help kind of with the consistency, or do you still get that variability? No, I mean contracting is is huge, you know, and in selection is huge, you know. But selection rates too have gone up uh, for varieties and with companies that you know they keep on bumping it up. So some, you know, there are certain varieties that we don't buy enough of that we can no longer select for. Okay. Hmm. As the brewing industry has grown. So what varieties are in this, uh, in this IPA now? You know, the two that I, I would, you know, really highlight in it are, uh, Centennial and Eldorado. Okay. Are the two big ones, but this is another beer, um, that, you know, has a, a couple in there that are, you know, it's a term that I learned when I was at Troke. They're kind of filler hops, glue hops, binder hops, if you call them. Okay. 
Um, you know, there's some UK Sovereign in there and some Glacier nice. as well. Yeah. Which I guess Glacier is not like totally out of the realm. Of no, no. Little, yeah, an good, IPA. Yeah, it's a great hop. Um, but, you know, UK Sovereign was one I was kind of like, whoa, that's kind of weird. But, um, <laughs> it, you know. It, does it help you know, or it doesn't get in the there's way? There's a little bit of cas- There's a little bit of cascade in there, you know. Wouldn't be an I, yeah. Wouldn't be a beer without cascade. Like, come on, <laughs> gotta have some cascade. I mean, I worked. <laughs> no, every good hobby. I worked at a brewery for the oh, big sky, and I, I don't mind saying this. Like, and <laughs> that was their motto: we will never put cascade in a beer. Oh, and interesting. I think they finally did like two years after I left. Okay, <laughs> they finally put some cascade in a beer. They were like. We're never doing it. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't like that hop. You know what I really like about this beer, uh, especially now in today's market? It's earthy. The the hop mm. flavors yeah. I'm getting are, are earthy. And not... Uh, not so far earthy, like they're way old school, like dirt. <laughs> like UK there, hops. There are some bright... There are some bright notes too. You know, I could I could pick out some citrus, but they're leaning toward the earthy, and it makes me like I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when IPAs had that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I say remember because now, of course, with the hazy and the juicy and everything else, um, and even your even your clear IPAs, everything is so citrus forward now, which I also enjoy. It really makes this one stand out. Uh, Citrus and tropical. Yeah. And yeah. Tropical, and yeah. all that garbage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. yeah, the tropical you get from, like, the El Dorado, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, this has, it's not void of citrus at all. No. But it, it has a, an earthy balance with it so that it's not just like a juice or just like right. a... It, 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 yep. It uh, calls to what's, I don't want to say current... Because I feel it's a little insulting, but I'm going to say it. it calls to what's current, yeah. but also does its own thing, yeah. With that earthy, earthy thing, and I think a lot of I really like it. I think a lot of beers in that kind of Midwest pocket tend to to do that. Mm-hmm. They, I think they have a little more earthy forward beers. Where I think on the coasts, I don't know what the hell we're trying to do out here. Right. <laughs> we're just trying to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. But I, I look at the I look at the Midwest as far as brewing goes as like the bastion of common sense. And uh, I feel like this right. this beer kind of fuses both of those. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you get a little yep. uh, you get a little citrusy, little mango kind of thing. Yeah, um, but like you're saying, that earthy kind of quality that reminds you about why you kind of started drinking beer in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't it doesn't taste like you're opening a mango. Yeah, it tastes like a no. beer. Right. I think it kind it's of takes like beer the, flavored beer. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. No, it's easy to drink because there's nothing nothing pushing back at you. There's no strong flavor that's getting in your way. Yeah. It's easy to drink. Yeah. yeah. I think what kind I think of the beer we've act, we've we've like kind of like gone back and forth like what do we call this beer? You know, like when we're submitting it to GABF, it's like mm. do we submit it in IPA or do we submit it in strong pale ale Oh, good like, call. That's difficult. You know, it's yeah. kind of you know, and like I wouldn't really call it like a typical IPA. No, you know? you're, I would more put it in like I, kind of the strong ale, strong pale ale category for sure. With the beers that won English IPA this past year and maybe the year before, I think you'd have a shot in the English IPA category. Oh yeah, at something like GABF. You like that one? Well, because the beer, yeah, I believe I it was this year. Be a little bit more. There needs to be a little bit more malt backbone to it, which is one thing I really like about this beer. Is it, it has a malt backbone. You well, know, one of the reasons I went to work at Bell's was because of making Two-Hearted, like, my favorite beer of all time. Great beer. And the mm-hmm. reason I liked it was just 
it had a malt backbone to it. You know? Yeah, but Baird. Let, then but, I didn't. Once I started working there, I didn't realize it was like such a simple beer. I'm like, holy cow! Like you guys, like I'm definitely of the the motto like keep it simple, stupid. And I was like, that's about the most simple beer you can make. Yeah. <laughs> But but Beardy's, I, I hear what he's saying though is that even that category has moved a little toward the right. the hoppy side, which which might fit this. You definitely, I'm sorry to say, you definitely can't, you can't enter it as an American IPA. Right, you go. It's a it's a waste of money, no. and it's not because it's not an American IPA. It's because it's no longer. It's not gonna. It's just not gonna hold up in the category. It's just not current. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. One, yeah. one of the beers that won in the English category was all American hops. The fact that this has a little bit of American hop flavor with a throwback to kind of the English earthiness right. to me would put you ahead of the game yeah. in that category in particular. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway. Well, it's uh-huh. interesting for ESB that we won, you know, gold medal for ESB and there's a, you know, yeah. a substantial amount of Amarillo in the dry hop. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> and it using use an English American yeast. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, pretty good to do what well, to win in that category. Wow. Yeah, I, I consider it more of a, a strong pale ale. is because it has the pale ale balance. It's probably just a look, maybe five IBUs too too hoppy for that category. But it, you know, at the right age, is that, yeah, I mean, may- it comes in at you know sixty five to seventy, yeah. right in there. Yeah, it's a little bit so. uh, high end for that. Uh, but like you were about to say, yep. Tasty, I think yeah, if it totally. comes in at the right age, that the might right be age, okay it, it too. Could be the, yeah, the, the balance could work out. Well. Yeah. Ah, oh, this beer should win something. I like it. <laughs> and, Let's give it an award right now. Yeah, we're going to give you I awards. Popped open another can show. first. Uh, yeah, we just opened another one of those. And the cold press black. I'm telling you, these two beers, yeah. they're nice. All the beers have been nice. Good job. Yeah. I think it was a nice uh, team. Great to hear. Thank so uh, what you doing different with the water in this beer? There's no water in here, actually. In the song? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what's different. No, There's no, no water. You, didn't, you just Waterless took the same beer. soft water and made this beer? No, no, the uh, no, that's got some tons of uh, a lot calcium, of water. Uh, chloride and some calcium sulfate in it. Cool. So we do adjust those beers. Yeah. Okay. The only beers we don't, uh, I think it's Blondale and Pilsner are the two that do not get salt additions. Okay. Right. Yeah, there's probably calcium chloride just to get the uh, calcium up. Yeah. Helps with mouthfeel. I'm yeah. a believer of. Nice. As you should be. Good job. All right. Well, these are fantastic beers. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing these. Uh, yeah, Charlie, thanks for being on the show and sending these beers. And uh, what is it, Neil? Tell Neil thanks, too. Yeah, hey, Neil, what's happening, man? Yeah, um, give Neil Karen a shout-out, guys. Before, awesome. Yeah, we... And, and we, the entire team, like, everybody across the board at Ben Paddle that I work with. Or, hey, you guys are making a good, you know, good beer out there. From Warehouse, you know... Packaging, like the whole brewing staff, yeah. tap room, office, like we got an awesome crew to, of people to work with. And that's makes it nice to come to work. What does it feel like? Well, shout, yeah, mm. yeah, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to your to your no, whole crew there and a thank you for the beer. Real quick, though, before we go, because I do have it, I have it in my notes here. I was curious what it is. Something about an infusion, a monthly infusion program that you have there. What is that? Yes. So we, when I, when I came to Ben Paddle, it was, you know, we, infusions were a big thing, but it was like one keg, couple kegs at a time. Okay. And it was, it was a lot to manage and it was like buying fruit from the co-op, you know, and ninjing, you know, fruit and, or whatever ingredient you were getting. Okay. Um, 
and it was really taken off and it was very labor intensive, obviously. So we, you know, there was a big demand for it. So we were like, well, let's just make more of it. So we started looking at getting bulk purees. We, uh, we buy a lot of purees from Oregon fruit products. Mm -hmm. And once a month we do anywhere from a 24 barrel to maybe 45 barrel batch of our, one of our base beers and we infuse it with fruits and, and we've, we've gotten pretty creative. We also deal with a San Francisco herb company, teen herb company, whatever. Because marijuana is not legal in Minnesota. (laughs) Right. What's the weirdest thing you've infused in your, in your time there? Femurs. (laughs) Weirdest. Oh boy. Or most interesting, whatever you want to call it, you know. You know, that's a no. Well, you caught me off guard here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are some of the spices you've used? I'm going to throw something out here. You, you know. should try pork rinds. If you've never done <laughs> Yeah, I will, yeah. Talk about glue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no head retention. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay. In, most in, I mean, there was one beer that we came up with. <clears throat> it was for a, a pizza company here in Minnesota, Pizza Luce. Okay. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah. Um, Beardy is. But they have they have pizza joints all over Minnesota, and they were like, hey, we want to do, like, a beer hmm. with you guys for our summer, and it's, like, exclusive. It's only sold at Pizza Luce. So myself and a couple of brewers and one of our sales reps, we went out and to a local bar here that supports Ben Paddle. Um very well, Sir Ben's. If you're ever up in Duluth, okay. uh, Sir Ben's, go have a beer there. They have a Sir Benedict's Tavern. Uh, it's, they have a great beer selection and really good food. Cool. And we were just sitting there and talking, and we came up with we were going to make an Arnold Palmer beer. Oh, Ooh. interesting. I love like Arnold Palmer's, dude. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I'm a big golfer. Uh, I have it in my well, refrigerator all the time. <laughs> It was like, ooh, an Arnold Palmer. That would be. And uh, you know, we made it, and it was it was funny because then they come there like, oh, we're gonna pair it with a Korean barbecue pizza. Wow. <laughs> we're okay. like, that's not gonna pair well. <laughs> kind of sounds hella <laughs> good. <laughs> You're supposed to pair it with like, like a club sandwich or chicken strips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <an> idea. <laughs> or a million dollar check. But, yeah. yeah. Do you guys? And, were... uh, we ended up doing it again this year as one of our shul, uh, uh, shoulder seasonals. It was called Tea Break, and we did it, <laughs> like, process-wise, a completely different way than we did it last year. And then I, I think it actually turned out better. Okay. So. All right. So yeah, the infusion bunch, program. Bunch of black tea and black lemon tea. zest. And, you know, next year um, we're finalizing the uh, the calendar. But there's a couple of favorites that are coming back. Okay, I'm excited for the Passion Fruit Pilsner. Nice to come back. And that was a a beer. It you know we didn't never really dealt with passion fruit. It was one of the owners. Uh, she was like, I really want a passion fruit beer. Okay, and it probably sat on the puree for a little bit too long. Um, okay, contact time on that's like really short. So, so a... this year we cut it down and kind of found the the sweet spot of it nice okay all right folks so you can check out the infusion program where they're doing all sorts of different things it's a monthly deal it sounds like they're a bent panel um you can get all, all sorts of different stuff all right my recommendations for the day 
Tell me about it right now. Are they beer related? Are they paddle related? Or are they just like in general? I'm going straight to the cold press black. Let's go. Highly recommended. Really good. I could yes. do a lot of that. Of and I'm not a coffee we, beer drinker, but back to, had the, the coffee was there. Yeah. And usually I equate coffee character with being thin. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was it was thick yeah. and coffee up front. And then yeah. for me, when it gets like that, I then don't like them because they get too sweet yeah. uh, because of the beer end. This had none of that. Yes. So yes. of the beers we had tonight... My recommendation for our listeners is the Cold Press Black. Best of show. Yeah. I agree. Best of good, show. Best tonight. Best yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of them is great. IPA, wonderful. Thank you for the for the callback to some earthy notes balanced with the with the citrus. Uh, just well done overall, young man. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> I get to well, call people you young guys. man now. Charlie's like, I'm 89, dude. What are you doing? No, no. Yeah. He already told me he's in his 30s. It's my birthday month, and I just oh, realized yes. today right. that uh, I've always called people that, but now it's actually like a thing. Yeah. I get to call people young man. I've noticed that, too. I've done that a couple of, times. Mm-hmm. It's I, I better find joy in it, because otherwise it makes me feel awful. Yeah. When they start calling uh, you old man back, that's well, when you're right. too. Yeah. So, Charlie, young man, good job on these beers. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. Let me give a shout out to uh, bentpaddlebrewing.com. Everybody, go check it out. Uh, If you're ever in the area, go ask for Charlie. (laughs) <laughs> we'll go down to the pub. Uh, or Neil. Uh, or Neil. Uh, or Neil. 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 Neil with the, yeah. Neil with the, uh, Charlie's like, no, ask for Neil. Neil. I'm Bug Neil. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. If you want to talk, my name is Neil. Right. If you just want to wave, my name's Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for sending all the beer and being on the program, Charlie. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, you guys, for everything. All right, right, dude. You have a good night. Enjoy the fall, and uh, we hope to come try some beer at the pub one day soon. Take care, Charlie. All right. I I hope someday we can have one together. All right, brother. Let's go. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Do you guys remember the infusion beer you had at the NHC in Minnesota in 2010? I don't remember it. I don't even remember going. At club night, there was a raccoon penis. Oh! We had him on the show. In the bottle? At, yeah. I do remember. It was a penis bone. How's that Raccoons taste? have a penis <laughs> right. bone. Oh, yeah. Bone. You know how Minnesotans infuse things. I don't know. It tasted like penis? Wow, clearly. <laughs> it tasted like raccoon bone, dude. I mean, I don't know. Clearly, it just tasted like any beer to you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's very memorable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so are you saying that we're not good at talking about infused beers? Or so, I we think, have, I we think have no credibility? Ra- I think what he's saying you know? is raccoons don't have tasty dicks. I see. Mm, yeah, right. I think that they're not very flavorful. Yeah, ones. nothing to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, well, I think he's why, a racist. Yeah. Why is there a bone in the raccoon penis? You get to ask God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. Because then you couldn't call it a boner if there was a boner. Find out this Sunday and get back to us, Bebo. <laughs> yeah, what the, the fuck, fuck do we you, know? <laughs> what the fuck do you want? <laughs> don't be rude. Yeah. You're the producer. Yeah. I don't know. Don't just ask, ask, ask one raccoon. Yeah. Ask several. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Go to greatfermentations.com. Uh, they've got the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business using Blickman products. They've got top-notch customer service, and same-day shipping on many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. That's GR8 Fermentation, at GR8 Fermentation, and that's the same for Instagram and Twitter, GR8 Fermentation. Go to greatfermentations.com and thank them for supporting the Brewing Network as much as they do. Uh, they've been really good to us. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got to wrap some things up and probably get through some more of this beer because it's oh, tasting yeah, so good. Oh. 
I think the coffee beer woke me up, too. Oh, let's <laughs> go. Let's I, I go. get a, little, a kick on that, I think. I forgot yeah. to ask about that, if there's still a, a, a caffeine. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. If All not, right. we could add some Red Bull. We'll talk about it when we get back. Hang in there. It's the session on Red Bull. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewer's edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Segmented. Demented. Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. Hey, thanks for sticking with us, and thanks to Bent Paddle for being with us. That was a great uh, great time tasting the beers and talking to Charlie. Um, and also, uh, you know, we talked a lot about yeast today, and a uh, good time to remind you about White Labs. And they got a new class coming up, too. If you want to gain an, uh, a more in-depth knowledge of yeast, join White Labs November 5th and 6th for Yeast Essentials 2.0 in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a two-day workshop that will explore fermentation control points, tips for maintaining optimal yeast performance, and how to develop desired yeast flavor compounds. Attendees will learn methods for off-flavor detection and sensory evaluation evaluation techniques of different strains, as well as how to properly troubleshoot different fermentation problems. But don't worry, if you can't make it to Asheville, that's not a problem. They also offer a webinar version. Just register by October 6th to take advantage of early bird pricing. Learn more about the event by visiting whitelabs.com slash education. And, uh, yeah, do better with your yeast, please. 
more you know, the better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Please, let's do better. Uh, well, I just want to say again that I enjoyed those beers from from Bent Paddle. And sometimes I don't know if uh, I just get excited that I'm enjoying the interview and then the beers taste good. And um, but I checked with everybody at the break. <laughs> I was like, guys, <laughs> and I was like, guys, the, the beers were good, right? And everybody agreed that they they did a really great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty much straight up all the time. I don't yeah. Yeah, if there's a beer that, uh, you know, not none of these, yeah. but on some other podcasts that we've had maybe that I wasn't a fan of, I would not say much at all. Yeah, yeah. and I'll do that too, or yeah. I'll say or I'll random Talk com- about the recipe more than uh, what it tastes like. But I also am saying, I, I'll do the same, but I also sometimes get excited and think the beer is better oh, yeah. than it is, mm-hmm. and then I get corrected like later. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no, why I was just... Like, no, that one had a major problem. Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't have the best palate in the world anyway, but um, oh, these well, I really like. At least by my standard. Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah. yeah. Tonight, your palate was great. Okay. All right. I'm moving up in the world. Yeah, they're great. Mm. Loved them all. Okay. Well, that was fun. Um, we've got to do some Twitter game results. go. But before that, you know, if you want to make beer that's this good, you got to pay attention to your water, too. And iDip can help you do that with the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit that's got a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only on the market uh, with its own app. So it's good for home or commercial use, and it takes great water to make great beer. This is the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. Oh, thank God, I dip. Because <laughs> there's no way I would ever do any water chemistry no. unless I could do it with no math. Like it's actually I it's the arithmetic that throws me. Yeah, one of the barriers... For me doing that shit. That's just we're too all, confusing, too. <laughs> we're so dumb. Uh, email the results to the rest of your brewers, uh, should you choose. You can post them on Facebook and uh, let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. It has the ability to test 40 different water quality uh, tests. Um, four come preloaded, and then more are available. Uh, things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and a lot more. And you only need four milliliters of water uh, for each test. So here's a brewing network special podcast listeners just enter tbn10 uh, that's tbn10 at checkout and you're going to save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart home testing kit order now at smartbrewkit.com and check it out all right what was our twitter game i remember liking it our twitter game was uh who should be the first guest on jamil's new podcast oh. Love Strong. Ah, the new Love Strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was disappointed in the replies. There weren't a whole lot of them. No. (laughs) Like that there weren't a whole lot of them. There weren't a whole lot of good ones. There weren't a whole lot of them. No. At all. People are doing other things tonight. Apparently. That's a shame. So I got three. Three of the best five. (laughs) (laughs) And by best, you mean all. Well, you know, whatever. Um, Three of the best five. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's a brewing network. It's like like a weird brewing network. I like how you do math. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like you are the best co-host of the one co-host that we have. <laughs> well, hey, thanks. You know, I, I do what I can. Yeah. All right. Well, um, all right. So uh, Brian says, uh, all of the priests named in the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think there's too many. I think there's too many of them. Yeah. yeah but, that's a lot of guests. Yeah, they would not fit in this room. I would hit on boys would not be a great, very good first show. You know? No. <laughs> and as fucked up as that answer is, though, it's a little brewing network. We're fucked no. up that way. It's true. And he is the Pope. No. Yeah. 
The, the, the Pope is named in that shit, too. Oh, shit. It, the layers, guys. I didn't even get that Pope's layer. God, you guys are idiots. The current we are idiots. <laughs> Pope Francis? The only one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's, yeah. he's being named as, like, helping to cover up all that shit. Oh, he's being yeah. asked to resign. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, what is it again? The priest's <laughs> name in the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal. Got it. Okay. All the yeah. First guess. It's funny how people will, will, will uh, boycott Nike. Because uh, a black guy <laughs> kneels, but nobody will boycott the Catholic Church. You know, it's weird. I don't know. It's just weird. I hate uh, politics on this show, but JP, that may have been the smartest thing you've ever said. Uh, yeah, just trying to fit in, man. Um, someone else called Jason says a musical guest Sugar Valley Brewer sings replies, <laughs> singing replies to callers' questions. That's a great <laughs> guest. I think that would be good. Oh, yeah. man. I would blow my brain. He needs to do the theme song for Love Strong. <laughs> well, absolutely. But imagine no, if No, because I'm not going to be like, on the show, and it would be a song completely <laughs> about my ass. You know? <laughs> yeah, every song is about Bev's ass. Yeah. Well, no, sometimes about her boobs. No, uh, Song of the tune of JP's an asshole. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a line, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this bump on my penis? <laughs> it used to be red and it's now it's white. Yeah. <laughs> what does it do? Why can't I get it right? But I guess that's asking. He has to answer the question. I, <laughs> you've got the herpes. <laughs> All right. What's next? And then last but not least, Brady writes in and says, "Just Jamil, because nobody loves Jamil like Jamil loves Jamil." <laughs> That's also a good answer. I mean, how are you going to love stronger than Jamel right. when you're Jamil's- loving Jamel? Those are the best three of the yeah. five. You got a lot of Red Bull. To <laughs> Who do you love stronger than yourself? You, you know imagine? what? What would the shipping be on a case of Red Bull? A lot. Too much. Too much. Yeah. But you know what? Send them the money to buy it. Everybody wins There we there go. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wins. Thank you for participating in what I thought was a great Twitter game, JP. Thank you very much. I, like uh, I worked real hard on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody gets a prize. Not because everybody wins, because they all did a good job. They all did a great job. Yeah. Imagine how shitty those other two were. Right. Yeah. The best. <laughs> don't tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gonna ruin. They were like, eh, I don't know. Poor guys. Tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Good game. Thanks. Well, if you're interested in games, you should go over to adamandeve.com. <laughs> um, you know, they want to help you spice things up in the bedroom. So go to adamandeve.com. You get 50% off any item. Uh, just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. And when you do that, you're going to get the 50% off the item, but you're also going to get the big O kit, a free big O kit, um, which includes Climax gel, a mini vibrator, um, and that's it. And you hey, also you get, me a climax. Yeah, exactly. And you also get free shipping. Uh, so it's a limited time offer. Get, go over to Atomy.com, Choose a thing for fifty percent off. Get the big O kit, the climax gel, the mini vibrator. That's kind of a it's it's kind of a deal. Uh, you save a lot of money here. Just use coupon code BNARMY, BNARMY at AdamandEve.com. Hear that, Doug? Yeah, Doug. Yeah, Doug. What's Doug got to do with it? Well, he was What's Doug got to, do? <laughs> got to do with it? Own it. What's Doug been a second-hand customer? Good job. Thanks. But <laughs> do You're no Tina, though. Uh, no. No, but motherfucker, I am Ike. If you keep talking to me like that, <laughs> <laughs> Ike Turner, left hand. Let's go. <laughs> 
All right. I believe next week on the program, we're going to have Concord's own Epidemic Ales coming in. They're going to talk about the uh, Oktoberfest beer that they brewed for our Concord Oktoberfest. Nice. Uh, you can go to ConcordOktoberfest.com, by the way, and get your tickets now or just get information and join us on October 12th and 13th. Um, but yeah, Epidemic Ales uh, did a, a, a beer for it, a, um, a, a, a Dunkel. A Dunkelbach. Not Dunkel Weizen, because I'm not, yeah. nah, not a fan. Or not a Dunkelbach, but a... No, not a, not <laughs> so a Dunkelbach. Do. Not no. a Dunkelweizen, but, but a, a Dunkelbach. Dunkel okay, got it. Correct. So that it doesn't, hmm. I wasn't into the estuary thing, so sure, I sure. asked if they would do the Dunkelbach. And they did, and they're going to come in and talk about it with you, JP. Oh, me. I love uh, me. Next Thank week's uh, program. I appreciate that. And then uh, they're going to have that beer ready for our Oktoberfest. Right. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, Are they also, bringing it? Is it ready? No. Okay. They're just talking about it. Okay, that's cool. So actually, what I would like you to do, Beardy, if you can... What? Homework? Yeah. <laughs> well, so work, work. But. They're going to talk about their Oktoberfest, but okay. you brew a nice Oktoberfest. Oh, thank you. And so brew one. I, <laughs> right there, I have a week. Yeah, and have yeah. Somebody, uh, <laughs> Rip one up. I wonder if you'd be willing to do a, a, a short segment on how to brew a great Oktoberfest and give give a recipe sure. if you can and just talk about some of the techniques that you messed with. Like a, a fest beer? Yeah. Because mine was more of a fest beer, was not it? a Meriton. Then fest beer, perfect. Yeah. Mine okay. was more of a fest beer than a Meriton. Fest beer is perfect. Um, okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, a recipe, some techniques yeah. that you like to use, and I thought it would kind of round out the theme of the show sure. and give our listeners something cool. Every now and then when I see a, a top come across our desk, I do try to think well, which one of you is good at it. Um, <laughs> try. And, and, and in five years, this is the first time this is you the thought one. that there was one that I could be good at. That's correct. Yeah. Possibly. The best part is he won't even be here to tell. <laughs> right. Yeah. If yeah. you're good at it or not. Right. Oh, but he'll listen. Yeah. Will he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, every word. I'll be hanging on every word. <laughs> I just sent him a transcript. Uh, All right. Then as far as you're concerned, I'll be ready. <laughs> next Monday. So, He's gonna, I'm going to kill it. And now here's poor JP. Because uh, this happens. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And then JP's at the helm. And he's like, so did you do your homework? And everyone's like, no. Fuck no. Why? Justin's, <laughs> Justin's not here. <laughs> It'll go uh, great. I am the substitute teacher. I expect everybody in the room to get up and sharpen their pencils at the same time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Would you? Do you think that's a good idea? Would you do that? Yeah, I could definitely do that. I just think you make a good beer, and it would be it fit in the topic, and then yeah. listeners get like a full on like here's what Beardy would do. Right. W W B D. W W B B. What would Beardy brew? Bongle. Bongle. Butt I don't know. All right. So all of that and more on next week's show, and that's all I got. Okay. Okay. I'm at GABF uh, coming up. What? Yeah. That's all right. Lucky uh, you. When is that? Is it really though? Uh, <laughs> it's. It's next week. It starts, starts next week. Starts a week wow. from Thursday. Starts the 20th. That's right. So no. the Brewing Network will be there, and we will be bringing you uh, live broadcasts from the Brewer Studio Pavilion all week long, which the, that's the panels that we do there, plus the awards ceremony on uh, Saturday the 22nd, the morning of the 22nd. That usually starts around 10 a.m. Uh, all of this is available on thebrewingnetwork.com. You can check it out. So we're going to be at GABF all week. It'll be my birthday the Wednesday before the 19th. Woot, woot. Oh, oh, so, uh, so, Bevo, I don't know that I'll be setting us up for a week of success. <laughs> uh, uh, we have my Typical birthday. Typical my birthday. My bir- it's my birthday. It's my birthday. No. 
As long as by I don't know if I'll be setting us up for a week of success, you don't mean you won't help me set up. Oh, of course I'll help you set up. Well, I just don't set us up for a week. I'm always there. Whatever shape I'm in is another story. But I'm always there. You're going to be in... it's going to be no different than any other GABF because yeah. you celebrate yeah, GABF right. like it's your birthday. I know. You're every right. single year. <laughs> the shape you'll be yeah. in is probably bloated. The, yeah. the shape you'll be yeah. in is that time that you blotchy. and I took a picture on the floor <laughs> sleeping together. Oh, I see. Once, you got a, once you're at 11, there's nowhere a place to go. Yeah. But true. if we get the booth all set up on Wednesday, then we can... You know he's going to get fucked up. With if you and Bev get the booth set up on Wednesday... <laughs> right. Sam will be there. No. I know. That's the worst part. Yeah. Well, if you and Bev get the booth... Right. No, the worst yeah. part is Sam and Justin are going to feed off of each right. other's stupidity. On um, Wednesday. I yeah. did get invited to a Wu-Tang show. Oh, no. my God. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. But I'm starting to think that the person who invited me had it wrong because it was like a brewery rep. And he's like, hey, we're having a Wu-Tang show I've, I've on read Wednesday. There is I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. great. But he's like, oh, it's at the venue like across the street from, from Falling Rock or something. So like, he's like, I'll give you tickets. Do you want tickets? Well, yeah, of course I want tickets. But now I'm thinking, like, does that just mean they're just playing Wu-Tang? I've been to that bar. No, no, no. I, is there, I, like, I a think venue? I, yeah, and if there is, I, I might actually want to go to GBF right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I got tickets to Wu-Tang for my birthday. I think there is such a thing. I want uh, to go. Ted, right? That would be kind of a... Yeah, I love yeah, Wu-Tang, I think so. dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like yeah, fucking I mean, with them? I think that's a real thing. Really? I love fucking with them. But I, oh. he gave it to me the same way. Uh-oh. Well, now Jip wants in. Wow. Jip wants in on my so, birthday. So now... For sure. Now Bevo is definitely setting up the booth on her own. Sweet. <laughs> because we going to party with Wu-Tang. You guys go have fun <laughs> with me, that. Me and Sam. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, man. Uh, Melvin Brewing presents members of the Wu-Tang Clan in Denver uh, at the Summit Music Hall on Wednesday, September 19th, oh. 2018. Okay. Yeah, I got tickets. Uh, you're a piece That's of not shit. the place across mm. Bowling Rock. No. That's what I thought, no, too. Yeah. I was like, like literally across the street. It's up the street a bit or something. Oh, okay. Across the street is just a bar. Yeah, yeah, I went that, there and yeah. I bought French fries. Yeah. Do you think it's like not the cool members though, or? Uh, oh shit! Well, I should have looked it up. I mean, how many members are in the clan? How many members are alive? I was gonna say, didn't some die? Oh, well, which a couple one? died. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, o- ODB died. He did. Yeah, Big Baby Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, a while ago, man. Mm. For show, for show. Was there a what he died? Killer bees. I think it was like the Beatus or something like that. Well, here, how many answers do you want? First of all, yes. So, uh, Raekwon, the chef. Oh, Jizza. Yeah. Kill a priest, young dirty bastard. I don't know who Kill that is. Kill a priest, not um, DJ Symphony, DJ Chones, and E Turn. Damn. So basically, Raekwon um, and the Jizza. Uh, but Kill a priest. I think it's like Wu Tang adjacent. Okay. Uh, but you know that's it. So nobody really. But I don't. Raekwon is cool. He's he has some good he has some good albums. Jizza, eh, he's okay. Do you think they'll rap me Happy Birthday if I? Uh, no, I don't think I don't, don't think, think they'll so. do that at all. Sure? Oh no no yeah we, we, for we're sure. Not. I'm kind but of a should, big deal. You should ask. We know, you know so you, you, no we can make that. <laughs> Tell him listen, young man. Yeah. It's I'll, my birthday. We'll get I'll, Ted in the headlock. He'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much yeah, they paid for, for this like show. Cause, I don't know. I mean. Obviously, if you want to do the Wu Tang, you got to get the RZA, mm-hmm. you know, Method Man at least, right? But um, they didn't. But you can't. It's <laughs> too expensive. You're right. So you get Raekwon the chef. I like that. There's an a la, the a la carte menu for uh, <laughs> for Wu Tang. How like, many well, members do you want? I mean, yeah. it, like any group, like like with us, where it's like, okay, well, yeah, the Brewing Network. Well, we can't afford all of you. So how? Right. Well, here's here's everyone's tier prices. You exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we're right about mix and match. That's yeah. it. You know. That'd be a good scale for just you know anything. Like yeah. on a scale of 
on a scale of Riza to you know you God, how expensive is this item? Yeah, well, it's probably yeah. about the ghost face killer. You're in the ghost face range, <laughs> yeah. Which ghost face? Uh, that dude. That would be good. I like ghost face killer. Did you say he didn't say he's there? No, no, no just Raekwon and Jizza. Okay. And like I said, kill a priest. Yeah. Oh well, what else I got to do on my birthday? It'll be fun. You won't make it there, don't worry. No, about it. I'll be at the Falling Rock. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Where they do sing Happy Birthday to me. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I will see you at the Great American Beer Festival. Stay tuned to thebrewingnetwork.com for all of that. And uh, make sure you uh, watch the awards and cheer on your, your friends and your, and your favorite breweries. Do it. And then um, by the time I come back, it'll be just about time for Oktoberfest. So get ready for all that. Oh, my yeah, God. For sure. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. I think I she's going to miss you. All right, Jip, get us out of here, would you? Better be ready. All right, get out of here. Thanks, buddy. Oh. <clears throat> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Charlie from Bent Paddle Brewing, located in Duluth, Minnesota, sent some beer out, and we drank it and enjoyed it. Go to bentpaddlebrewing.com for more details. Join JP, Beverly, Terrence, and Taryn for the Ears Up 5th Anniversary Show, September 29th. Starting at 11 a.m., we'll be broadcasting for five straight hours with an additional three hours of our world-famous drinking secret show. Go to earsuppodcast.com for all the details that haven't been written yet. Get on the Brewing Network for some good beer insight and homebrew info and follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee, Warren is stuck over at Another Beardy, Jason Petros knows Twitter is dead, so he's on Instagram at Major Jip, and you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just my sky when